when I got loaded, like I supplemented my uh, drug addiction by stealing. Okay. You know, and so I'd steal from stores and stuff. Um, my big hustle, yeah, shoplifting. It's such a bummer. Like, there's got to be a cooler name for it than shoplifting because when uh-huh. you go to jail, like, what you're, what are you in for, man? <laughs> You know, I don't want to tell these guys when I was like a 16 year old crime going to jail and being like, what are you in for? 12 fucking things of Hagen Doss. Like what are those things called? Tubs. That's what I would do. I would go into like, uh, steal ice cream. Yeah, man. What a horrible idea. Commodity, bro. You have to get rid of it so fast though. And it goes so fast. You go downtown and see if a dope fiend doesn't want. Ice cream. Two tubs of ice cream for five bucks. Oh yeah, what's and the- they trade it for dope. So you're like, oh. hey, I'll give you four. I'll give you four Hagen Doss, and that's a paper heroin, and then you're good. My friends, they all told me, man, there's something gonna change your life. My friends all told me, man, there's something gonna change your life. Gotta have that brown sugar, man, it's just gonna change my life. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank. I'm Ari Shafir. You want to see corn on Wednesday? Ooh. Big J has asked me if I want to see corn on Wednesday. Um, yeah, I probably do, right? Uh, hi, everybody. Well, on this episode, it is the long-awaited, well, seven weeks, uh, second part to my heroin overview. First one was some kid who was in it in uh, Vancouver, like in the scene, the heroin scene for like, I don't know, probably like a year or something, I forget. Uh, this next guy, Donovan, Donovan P, P-E-E, he was like a lifer. And um, he's out now, he's off the streets. But uh, this guy had the tough, tough heroin life. This is what I wanted to talk about. This is what a guy I found. Once I got him, I was like, oh, the first interview seems almost like pointless. But I thought I gave like a good overview of uh, heroin and the streets of Vancouver. So um, that was uh, like a few weeks ago. What episode was that? Episode 109. Um, so let's start this week. So yeah, this guy fucking, he said it all, you guys. Um, yeah, I was really honest. I was really happy with this one. Uh, he does comedy sometimes, Donovan, but um, uh, we didn't really get into that much at all. What we really got into it was just this whole heroin can have on you and how fucking tough it is and how amazing it is at the same time. I don't want that part ignored too. Everyone's like, oh, drugs are bad, drugs are bad. It's like they can't be all bad or what people wouldn't be doing them. There must be some good there. Excuse me. There must be some amazing there. Right? There has to be. You can't just be like, oh, it's bad, bad. Then why are people doing it? It's not like poverty where they don't have a choice. They're doing poverty. This is some other... Anyway... Um, so let's start. I, uh, I just, I'm going to use at the end of this, I'm going to use uh, Alice in Chains down in a hole because I was just at Rock in the, on the Range with Big J Ogerson and Jim Florentine. Um, 
uh, it was cool. It was Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, Smashing Pumpkins, Bush. There was a bunch of bands I wanted to see. Lamb of God. It was sort of metalish, which is harder than my normal uh, taste, but it was really cool. Man, when Bush went up, Bush sang, and it was like, uh, I went to watch that. It was the second day. I stayed an extra day so I could watch some bands. Um, and man, I cried twice during that. Obviously, I was on, I was potted up, but um, they lifted this cripple kid up. The crowd, uh, everywhere was crowd surfing and stuff, and they lifted this cripple kid up who I'd seen been, being pushed around in a wheelchair by his friend without a shirt on. I, first, I thought the guy was, he got too drunk and they were wheeling him out. And then I was like, why are they letting another drunk wheel this drunk around in a wheelchair? And then I was like, oh, those are just drunk friends. Um, but the cripple kid wasn't, wasn't, uh, wasn't drunk at all. He was just, you know, his body was drunk constantly. Um, yeah. And so they, uh, they picked him up in the fucking crowd and they were surfing him along and the wheelchair was going up too. It was fucking awesome. I took a picture of it. It's on my Twitter, but maybe I'll put that picture on, uh, on this website. And by the way, if you ever wonder about what songs are being used in the intros or the outros, it's always on my website. I put all that stuff on there every week. There's other information on there too, like videos from the from the uh, from the guy I'm interviewing, especially if it's a comedian or just relevant stuff we talked about. There's links to it, so check out my website. I want you to go there so you see what my dates are. That's the reason I'm sending you there, but I'm not sending you there blind. There's actually some cool shit if you go there. So go over to my website. Um, and uh, anyway, so yeah, they lifted this kid up, and I just started bawling. It was just fucking great. Man, I hadn't listened to Bush in so long. It took me back to like sophomore year of Maryland. When they sang Glycerin, waterworks, brother. Waterworks. I was crying. I was standing by myself because it was really sunny and hot. They said it was going to be rain for two days, all sun the whole time. And the sun came out in with a vengeance. So I was standing on the shady side of the uh, soundboard. Uh, by myself, so no one can really see me, and just crying. It took me back to fucking that time, getting blue-balled from Kate Hicks while I was waiting to lose my virginity in the dorms. Man, Glycerin was a good song. That whole Bush album was fucking good. Oh, we ended up, that summer, we were listening to Bush, to, to that 16 Stone, the whole way up. The whole way up to Dewey Beach with Avi Lerner and, and John Poland. We are listening to 16 Stone, and we were listening to, uh, to, uh, to uh, who's the chick? Alanis Morissette. <laughs> and they told me they all convinced Eric Forsetter that um, in that part of the song where it says, uh, uh, Cross-Eyed Bear that you gave to me, the one really cool Alanis Morissette song, when it says the cross-eyed bear that you gave to me, that you gave to me, excuse me, uh, we convinced Eric Forsetter. We convinced Eric Forsetter that that said the cross-eyed bear um, that you gave to me. Like uh, she was mad about this this uh, stuffed bear um, with crossed eyes. <laughs> and Eric Forsetter apparently, I think they just told me this story while we were driving up there. But apparently, Eric Forsetter was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, totally, man. Yeah, no, of course it's of course it's a cross-eyed bear." Yeah, that's what she's mad about, because she still remembers this bear with the cross eyes. <laughs> it sucks not knowing what the lyrics of a song that everyone shits on you. Um, hey, some sponsors real quick. TiVo, 
uh, is sponsoring this podcast. If you go to guys to go to TiVo.com slash ATC, that's All Things Comedy. They're sponsoring all the All Things Comedy uh, podcasts. If you don't know what All Things Comedy is, it's our comedy co-op. It's me, Al Magical, Bill Burr, Tom Rhodes, Tom Papa, um, Eddie Pepitone. There's tons of good – Greg Proops, uh, Sam Tripoli's Naughty Show, uh, my other podcast, Punch Drunk. With Sam Tripoli and Tebow. There's a bunch of them. Jackie Cation. It's just a comedy call. It's not a network. There's no network you can join into, but you can go to All Things Comedy. And it's just, it's comics, all fucking legit, great comics. Your mom's house with Christina Pazitsky and Tom Segura. Just supporting each other. Whenever we have specials that come out, whenever we have big TV appearances, we're all going to mention it because we're all in the fucking business together of supporting each other. And we, as a network, got a sponsor in which. We, as a network, get all the money. Not like a lot of the other networks where they just take a bunch of it for setting shit up for comics when they don't know what to do with themselves. Not all things comedy. That was Burr and Magical's plan the whole way. It's for us, by us. It's our own FUBU. Um, so yeah, we got a sponsor. It's TiVo. If you guys go to TiVo.com and put in as a promo code ATC for all things comedy, they'll give you like uh, 25 bucks off a new player. Um... So if you don't know what TiVo is, if you're the one guy who does not know what TiVo is, it's what it is. It's a fucking video recorder. It's a digital video recorder. It lets you watch whatever you want, whenever you want it, wherever you want it, on whatever screen you want. It takes it's it stores more than just ordinary DVRs. It does stuff they can't, and it's 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 much easier to use. Um, they have you can get four tuners. Um, you can get 300 hours of HD instead of just 60 hours. Uh, there's an easy TiVo search you can use, which means. It lets you, I don't know how they do this, but it lets you watch Netflix, uh, Hulu, Hulu Plus, Amazon, YouTube, using the same screen or remote you do for your cable shows. It's fucking rad. And to TiVo Stream, um, you can take your shit with you. So you can put it on your iPad or iPhone or other phones if people have gotten away from the fucking banner of the holy grail of, that's not the right word, but something of, I don't know, whatever. I'm making fun of iPhones. Um, and TiVo Mini, so you can get all over the house. So go to ATC, uh, I'm sorry, TiVo.com slash ATC and, uh, and get 25 bucks off, off, uh, off, what is it? There's different players they have. Hold on. Oh, here it is. You get 25 bucks off a new TiVo Premiere, a P4, an XL4 DVR, all if you use the promo code ATC. That's all things comedy. So go over there and check it out. My theory, by the way, with, with uh, iPhones and with anything Apple in general is that it's taken a dump since that whatever his name is, not Bill Gates, but the other guy died. Who's the Apple guy? Who's the Apple Bill Gates? Steve Jobs. Yeah, once he died, man, it's all shitty. The fucking iPhones aren't working that well. They released that, uh, that um, shitty maps. Whatever, I'm not going to get into it. I feel like I've done it before. By the way, my show in London, Ontario, Canada... Uh, was fully canceled. The uh, venue, the APK, decided to bow to pressure. They couldn't even, or chose not to even understand. They didn't look at all to see if, hey, um, this guy is really wrong for our community. All they did was they got a guy who was complaining a bunch. This guy, Richard or Robert Davila, some Mexican guy in Canada, in Ontario, Canada. I'm sure he has fucking zero sense of who he is out there. 
I'm sure there's no one else around, and he's looking for some way to connect to his heritage. And the way he's going to do it is through outrage by saying, Ari Shafir has this video 10 years ago that I watched the first 60 seconds of, and now I don't think anyone should be coming to his show. So he went out of his way, started a group, had people call in to the venue, said, we want this guy banned, uh, not allowed here. And the APK just said, yeah, sure, we'll do it. The London Fuse, by the way, the, the, the website that published his article in the first place wrote me and said, how would you like to handle it? If you want, you can come in and debate. But this guy doesn't really speak for the London Fuse. We just have anyone can, can post on here. Uh, we can take it down if you want. We can leave it up if you want. And I just wrote back like, I'm not fucking telling you how to do your business. Are you a publication? Do you have any sort of moral fiber at all? Then, I mean, do what you want. But if you're going to allow people to use your fucking website as a platform for just misrepresenting the truth, just saying this guy, what do you think I do on stage? You think I lynch black people on stage? I write jokes. Some of them are dick jokes. A few of them are racial jokes. Who cares? Just go out of your way to start a fucking, this guy should not be allowed. It creates an unsafe environment. What you, and th- I don't, nobody gets hurt at my shows. Nobody gets made fun of unless you don't stop talking. Ugh, whatever. I'm not getting into it again. But the APK fucking back down like cowards. And that publication is a fucking cowardly publication too. Saying, oh, I don't know what you want to do. How do you want to handle it? I'm not going to respond on your fucking website to pretty much a YouTube commenter. I'm not going to fucking give you the fucking benefit of saying you're worthy of responding to. No, that's all he is. And you should have taken it down yourself, you idiot. Fucking no moral fiber whatsoever. You call yourself a publication. Anyway, back to uh, my sponsors. So um, I also have another sponsor this week. It's Squarespace, everybody. Squarespace. If you don't know what it is, it's a really cool site platform that lets you build a personal or business website very simply with a few useful tools. Um, you guys should head over right now to squarespace.com slash Ari. You can start a free trial. Um, use the offer code skeptic when you buy a plan and you'll get a nice 10% discount. So that's squarespace.com slash Ari. Offer code skeptic, S-K-E-P-T-I-C. And ooh, look at all these t-shirts. But what Squarespace is, is they help you build a website. It's tough. And I, t- I took like years before I was trying to do it myself because I knew HTML. It's just too hard, you guys. Fucking get someone else to do it. But with Squarespace, you can get them to like, they just have these templates where you can just fit everything in and just build your site yourself. You don't have to know HTML. You don't have to know any of that. So it's time. You got a business. You got something. You, want, you have purses you want to sell online. Something like that. A new iPhone case is going to revolutionize the market. Some fucking candy. By the way, in Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, I got squirrel nut zippers. They're like caramel and honey put together. Very delicious. Um, but Squarespace also comes with 24-7 support. They say it's award-winning, but I don't know if there's awards for support. Um, yeah, and if you sign up for a year, they throw in a free domain name. It's just a great deal. So go to squarespace.com slash Ari. Start a free trial. No credit card required. And when you do decide to buy... Click enter an offer offer code and uh, put this code the code skeptic to get a ten percent discount at checkout. All right, um, should we start? By the way, this is what I know. I've lost my notes on this episode. I had notes, but I've lost them. Um, I want to know about what addiction is like. I'm interested in this shit. I want to know what it's like to not be able to say no to something. 
I want to know what it's like to be to, to live on the streets and still be like, it's okay. My life has meaning because I have this drug. So podcasts like this one, it, it, they're, they're really, they're, they give me fucking, I'm cursing too much. They give me an insight into a world that I don't know. And I don't really have the guts to go do heroin for, you know, three years. So I know what it's like for real. Um, but I am interested. So don't judge him, please, negatively for what he used to be into. This is just shit that happens. On, one, on the first uh, Shroomfest trip I had, Shroomfest, by the way, June 22nd, 23rd, and 24th for 2013. The first one I had, I, I, I experienced this like, I saw these homeless people on the beach in, in Pacific Beach uh, walking around, and I realized like they're no different than I am. They just, someone introduced a drug to them at a time in their life when they couldn't say no to it. Kind of like when credit card companies uh, give out free credit cards at college campuses. Get a free t-shirt. I did. I got a free uh, college t-shirt from Animal House with Belushi on on the front. You know that t-shirt? I got one. But immediately I just tore up the credit card. Because I had already seen enough of my friends get into huge credit card debt. Because these credit card companies come on college campuses. The college kids don't know about fucking putting their money together, being fiscally responsible. So you're giving these kids fucking access to really just danger. And then all my friends had these $10,000 debts with high interest because they didn't know how to handle credit card debt. Same thing with certain drugs. It catches you. You're not better than them. You got lucky that you had a mom and dad who wouldn't let you be around that. Like this guy didn't. That you had, I don't know, friends that said, let's do some other stuff. Or whatever reason, you just didn't come across it at the wrong time in your life. So don't judge him. Just see, like, this is a life experience. And you're really, really not any better than they are. I talked to some woman once whose child had died from SIDS. <laughs> this is at a general meeting I had at a network. Um, <laughs> I like to listen, man. I know I should have kept it light or whatever, but we started this conversation about how her daughter died of SIDS and how all these other parents, sudden infant death syndrome, if you don't know what it is, you know, all these other parents were asking her, oh, did you leave the baby on, 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 on their back or did you leave the baby on their stomach? I forget which ones you're supposed to do with a baby. But um, they kept asking her if she did it the wrong way. And she was like, no, I didn't do it the wrong way. I'm aware. But what we figured out was all these mothers, all these other mothers who come in contact with them, they needed a reason why their babies were still alive while this mother's baby was dead. They needed to, like, to fit that in a place in their minds. They couldn't allow just some babies die. So they needed a reason. They wanted to say, you must have done something wrong. Because when the truth of it is, the fact that some babies just die as infants is horrifying. And there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's a horrifying realization. It's awful. And it's tough to wrap your head around. So you need there to be justice in the world. But there is none. Don't keep holding on to this idea of God's going to make everything just. That's not a just God. We don't have that. Even if there's a God, he's not a just God. Because if he was, he'd make himself available to everyone and not just the few people who had the uh, religion of, of the correct religion as their parents. You know what I mean? Like if you have Christian parents and Christianity is the right way, well, you have a way better chance of getting there than I do. That's not a fair God. My point is, not everything's fair. And the fact that he fell into heroin pretty hard, it doesn't mean you're better than him or worse than him. It's just an experience that he had. So, ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy. Oh, wait, I still got to do my dates real quick. 
Well, first of all, this Toronto run, uh, I got uh, May, excuse me, May 30th, I'm at the Comedy Bar in Toronto, and then the 31st through June 2nd, I'm at uh, Comedy Underground in Toronto. I think they might all be sold out. Maybe Sunday shows available. Uh, June 3rd, I am at Norma Jean's in London, Ontario. This is all part of one run. We moved it to Norma Jean's. Uh, they opened up a second show. So thank you, dude, for making my show way more popular than it already was. Um, check out tickets. There's tickets available on my website. All these tickets are available on my website. And then June 4th, Hamilton, Ontario. Uh, home of Manolis and Patrick Capolino, both of whom have been on my podcast. I tour with Patrick for the Monsters of Comedy. And then uh, Winnipeg. I'm in Rumors, June 6th through the 8th. And then uh, I guess that's it. I'm at Just for Laugh Chicago the week after that. And Shroom Fest is June 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. I hope you guys are all getting your mushrooms now. It's important. It's not easy to find them last minute. Plus, if all your friends want to do them, you're going to need a bunch. So get a bunch. Um, All right. Let's start the episode. This is Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank, episode 115. Heroin down in a hole with Donovan P. That's how you say his name. P. Because it's P. Enjoy, you guys. All the heroin junk. <laughs> right into it. Yeah. Yeah, get into it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What's there to talk about? There's like... Well, how long have you, how it long is what you it been is. using? Well, actually, I'll be clean and sober uh, next Friday, one year. One year. Off nice. the smack. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Completely for a year? Completely, but like nothing. Like no, no weed, no near beer. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. You don't do you? Are you going to AA and stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I go to AA. <clears throat> I do NA meetings from time to time. Better looking people in AA. Oh, really? Yeah, for real. It's all the same training, though, right? Isn't this pretty much the, the same, same training? The same like uh, twelve steps and the same. Yeah. Um, you know, essentially the wording's just a little bit different. Like, you know, in in Alcoholics Anonymous, everything is alcohol. Everything in uh, Narcotics Anonymous oh. is referred to as addiction and clean time. So, they, you know, the wording is a little bit different. Narcotics Anonymous, I find that the wording is more um, current. Like yeah. the, the language, like when you read the literature. You know, yeah, it oh, it's more up to date. Yeah, yeah one, it doesn't narcotics? sound Shakespearean. Like yeah. Alcoholics Anonymous is, is almost Shakespearean. Well, it started so long ago, right? 1930 something like that have they updated anything <laughs> or they just, i don't like, think leave so like it just kind of yeah because it works yeah you know whatever it is that these guys kind of settled on hammered out yeah as ideas for a better way of life you know or or or, or dealing with because actually i don't think you know it's not the heroin that's the problem right what is it? Like, that's the aftermath. That's kind of uh, what helps you to realize really what's going on. 
What do you mean? Explain that. Well, <clears throat> for instance, you know, people that don't ha- don't ever get to a drug addictive place, they're doing addictive and shitty things, but there's nothing that amplifies it to a place where they're like, oh, okay, like you're you're fucked. You need to do something. Meanwhile, you're shorting your employees. You're coming up short on money, yeah. and, and your the the life stuff is unmanageable. But there's no outward real like homelessness or really intense oh, right. to it. Like you're still sort of getting by. And there, you know, people are like uh, seem to be okay with it. Like I see people acting shitty and doing weird shitty stuff all the time, and they're just kind of they're okay with it. They don't even fucking know. That's because of drug use. No, no, these are just, just like no, people that aren't using drugs. Yeah. But drug oh, yeah, that's addicts. That's sort of normal behavior is to be shitty to people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but drug addicts, it's sort of like, uh, I find that, you know, and I can only speak for myself as just being like um, like a sensitive guy. I'm, I'm fucking hypersensitive. And yeah. I got to a place in my life in my 20s where uh, I, didn't, I didn't want to live anymore. But I didn't want to, die. like, I didn't have. But I was also kind of like, fuck, like if I kill myself, that's really it. Yeah, I had that problem too when I was the most suicidal I was. It was just like, just cowardice, I think. Yeah. It was just like, I should do this, but I'm just too much of a pussy. Well, I don't know. Is it cowardice or is it optimism? Do you like think that, that things will get better? Yeah, because you're like, fuck, like what if tomorrow I win the lottery? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what if tomorrow I meet that girl that's got all the money and the good family and they no, want to take seems, me seems, in? And It seems ridiculous. It's the same shit that keeps me from uh, having a vasectomy. I was like, maybe I'll change my mind and I really want to raise a child <laughs> and not adopt one even if I want one. But yeah, it's just like the maybe, maybe. That and that's you. all that stopped me from fucking killing myself. And you know, and This I is think, before you started using? No. Uh, well, the, the, is the kind of precursor, the building up to, but you know, like I think to understand addiction for me, like it's, I've had to go back to the very beginning and go, what caused me to believe that I, I just, I, you know, there was no other options other than, you know, to find a substance like heroin and cocaine to numb out. Yeah. Right? Feelings. Yeah, because that's what heroin is. It's a fucking painkiller. Yeah, but it's also like a joy giver, right? Mm, Yeah, it's just, you're just feeling less, right? Like, for instance, this is probably one of the greatest moments that I've ever had in my life that I realized what was going on. I just did a fucking huge smash of heroin in the safe injection site, and I walked out. And uh, as I was lighting a cigarette, I watched this, this guy book right into traffic fucking walked out in traffic and i looked and as i lit i looked over and i saw a car hit him oh fucking so hard and he just went sailing and it continued to light my cigarette and take a big pull as he was sailing through the air and then he landed and he skidded and he tumbled and crumpled yeah and then i breathed out and i was like that guy's dead, probably. You just watched it. And I was just like, nothing. Wow. Like, nothing, no dude. There was no... <laughs> I was like, that was a pivotal <laughs> moment so in my hard. life to like how how intense like I needed to go, like to what lengths I was willing to go to to not feel anything anymore. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. here's this guy, no empathy, but you know, like I'm like, fuck, that guy's dead for sure. Yeah. Mm, wait a sec. What's that feeling? 
I need ice cream. <laughs> yeah, bro. Just like, just like observing without any. Yeah, sort of yeah, like- yeah. Heroin's dope because like, and you know, like if you could handle it on just a like on a a manageable level, if there was such a yeah, thing. Yeah, so you could do heroin once a week after work on Fridays. Or even every day. Okay. Even if you did it every day, just like, you know, enough to just take off the edges like you did a beer, it would be yeah. the greatest thing ever because nobody would notice. But the way that I fucking use isn't. And a lot of people. In nobody my, just uses a little bit, right? Uh, no, there's. I think there's a lot of people in film, actually, like, and law. That are casual heroin users? They're not casual. They're full-blown addiction, right? Yeah. But what? Functioning? Functioning, yeah. They got the cake to back it up, right? Uh huh. The money so they could afford it. And there's also this underlining. There's this other thing that they had that I don't. I knew a guy that worked on uh, on a TV show in town here, and he was full fledged. He probably used more dope than I ever did when I was in my heyday. But the difference between him and me, and the reason why I think I went a bit harder is because I just didn't have anything to fall back on. Like, I didn't have a job. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never had a career. Yeah. I never made it through high school. I don't have a family. Yeah. Like, you know, I got adopted, but I ran away from home when I was 11. So there's... Oh, man, really? I got nothing, you know? And it's not like it's not like this hard thing like where I think, oh, yeah, you know what, motherfucker? I got nothing. <laughs> like, I don't think it's cool for what it's just... It just is what it you is. You just happen not to have anything, right? I happen to not have anything. That's but, a good way to look at it, yeah. But a weird thing about it is there's... I have two things going. I'm a drug addict. Yeah. I'm fucking super resourceful. What do you mean? To come up with cash? Just with anything with in life. And I didn't know that, you know, until after I initially got clean. I had four years. Four years, then what happened? Uh, you know, it's a good question, man. You know? Well, what, what was your first time? Exploring. After four years, what was your first time going back to it? Uh, 2010. Okay. 2010, I had my first weekend slip after four years. Oh. And... Uh, at the time, what was going on? Uh, you know, I, at a glance, it looked like it was problems with the girl. It okay. wasn't. It wasn't at all. There was this kind of impending doom with some other stuff going on, like yeah. a, a career that was ending, um, potential comedy stuff that was going on. That was like, like wow, like how am I getting to work around you know these big names and stuff like that? And then. Um, but also feeling like I didn't deserve anything yeah. that was going on. Does Wait, that make like any sense? Any, anything good in your life? Yeah, yeah. And so what would you do? You try to sabotage it? Yeah, but you don't even fucking know that. Yeah. Like, it's not like you're like, wait a minute. Yeah, they always it's give... Sabotage time. Yeah, they always give it that answer. Like, oh, you're just trying to self-sabotage or do that. But it's not ever thought out like that. It's never, never yeah. like, I got to destroy this. It's just sort of happens... It's a behavior. So once you practice something so many times, uh-huh. right? You do it second nature, and you don't even fucking think about it. So, you like know, jerking off before bed, like that, or finger fucking your ass, or whatever you do, right? Yeah. Like, who knows? Like, they just—if it's a practice behavior, it can be anything. Okay, right? So, what was your practice? Remember those? You ever see those people that pull out their hair? <laughs> Not really, but fuckers? I've heard of them. Yeah. You know, and they just and they pull out every single hair in their head. It's a practice thing. Just because they get they used to know it. that they're doing it, they can't stop. Oh, 
Wow. So wait, so you would get into those moments where you would, you would, a girlfriend left you <sighs> and you would have to, you felt like you had to do something because that was the practice? Okay. Can I take my hoodie off? Yeah, sure. Okay. I'll pause it for a second. Yeah, okay. <sighs> Good conversation. Hoodie's off. We're, Hoodie's we're off. clear now. Getting real. Um, okay. So this is this is what it is, and okay. this is what I learned this year in rehab. Um, essentially, what feels safe to me mm-hmm. isn't actually safe. What is comfortable to me isn't actually comfortable, and what is safe feels unsafe. And what is comfortable, actually comfortable, is very, very uncomfortable for me. Because you're not used to it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Hardcore trauma when yeah. I was a kid. What? Super abusive, drug addicted, mom and dad, mm-hmm. like not coming home for days. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. Christmas Eve, me and my dad, a week and a half after my sister was born, five years old, my dad falls downstairs and dies. Wow. Watch him die. From what? Being drunk? Just He's just hammered. Yeah. Right? Too young, too irresponsible, bunch of their own history that they were bringing to the game and not responsible enough to have a kid. So total chaos, super scary, mass violence. A year later, mom kills herself. Okay? So then, that's like that's, that's the tone for the early part of my life. From five to six. Five to six, yeah. I got adopted when I was seven. How'd she kill herself? Don't know. I think she OD'd. Yeah. Okay. On purpose? I mm. think. Yeah. Yeah, there was a note and everything. Oh, she wow. was like, "Yeah, I'm done." She's just she was done. Wow. Yeah. Well, there was a lot of bullshit that was going on with residential schools and shit like that, right? What like do you, mean? you know, I don't know my mom's total story, it's tough. but you were young. You know, it, it, and I don't because I got adopted out into a white family, then I don't actually you know, I know a bit some pizzas about, you know, the the horrible situation that happened with residential schools, people getting their families broken up. What are residential schools? Uh, they're for native, they're okay. for First Nations people back in the 30s like they basically went into re- like into tribes and and, yeah. and 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 they broke them down. And they were like you guys are savages, you need to learn schooling and stuff. Yeah, education our way, not the spoken word way, not the like tradesman way, but our way. Read books. It's the only way to be smart. Yeah. You know, your gods are not real. Nature is not God. Okay? There's a guy with a fucking beard. He's (laughs) the man. Get with it. Or, you know... And, and, and then all the horrific stuff that we've all heard about in the Catholic Church. And I don't even care to fucking talk about it because it gets too much play anyways. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, not really in America, but um, yeah. No? We had this history uh, a couple hundred years ago. Hmm. We just wiped everybody out. We, I think we stole their kids too. Hmm. I'm pretty sure we stole their kids. Which ones were this? Uh, all sorts of different tribes. Oh, you know? Indians, yeah, Indians. Mm. But I don't really know the whole. I heard history. you guys. I heard. I heard down there there was a real problem with uh, with the black people or something like that, and and I guess apparently they didn't really like them too much. Like black people? Yeah. No, they still don't. 
Okay. I mean, so, it's, it's some people do, but but it's still a lot of racism there. It's not just for there. television, then. No, there's still plenty of that's like, a real thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really problematic. They that's live, fucking crazy to yeah. me. You know, it's parts crazy. of town that are only black. That, yeah. You know that only they would go to. Yeah, it is kind of crazy. <laughs> We've got a good up here, like mm-hmm. in that sense, like moving away from all this residential school stuff and blah, blah, blah. You know, like, you know, we kind of do like we're very like liberal in that sense that, hey, you like sucking dick, then go suck a dick. Oh, like, yeah. That's totally cool. Yeah, we're not that liberal about it. Do you guys and, have gay uh, marriage here? Yeah. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we're just barely getting it in a couple states. And people openly call themselves dykes and they're not joking. Oh yeah, they took it. They take it sometimes as a form of like, uh, as like uh, one of enabling. my girlfriends. One of my girlfriends yesterday, she was telling me she was a dyke, and uh, and I thought that was funny, yeah, because it was true. Yeah, well, when there's a dyke, when there's a real dyke, like she was like, manish. yeah, she's like, and then she was using that, and then I was like, because I love that word dyke, bull dykes, man, or fucking dyke, like to me, it's so rad. What yeah. a rad word when someone calls himself a fucking dyke, like, yeah. Oh, to me, man. nothing proves that uh, that homosexuality yeah, is not a choice as a real good bull dyke. You look at them and you're like, that's not, look, what choice do they have? That's clearly someone who's going to love Munch and Box. Yeah, yeah. It's not an option. She's five foot three. She's built like a fucking linebacker. Okay, we're going that way. I want to tell you something. Uh, when I remember years back thinking about, thinking about the gay and uh, and I was thinking... Hmm. Why would some, you know, like, I don't, you know, I think guys are attractive and stuff. And, and then I kind of thought it through yeah. and I got all the way to the part where there was a dink involved and I just couldn't get past a that. Dink? Yeah. Yeah. A you dink? know what I mean? Like just, just the dick in, in your hand oh, yeah. and then, and, oh, and, or, 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 too or, much for you. Well, yeah. Just the idea of having a guy like, you know, mount me. Like I don't look like a mountable kind of guy. Yeah. You're pretty big. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then just to have my, my, my junk squished between us yeah. and him. And I was like, nah, you know, I just don't think that I'm into it. Really? Yeah. I just don't think I'm going to try out the, the gay. When you, uh, when Although you were, I did think about it when you were using heavily, did you ever have to do anything like that? No, but you know what I did? <laughs> I, I, you know, like, Fuck man, you start thinking about stuff when you're when you want to be numb, mm-hmm. right? You want to stop feeling, so it's like kill yourself or find a way to not feel like killing yourself. And what does that feel like, right? That's yeah. heroin, right? So um, of course, you know that was I contemplated it, and then uh, and then you know I even got to a place where I was thinking. Maybe I'll just go stand, stand out there, and uh, stand and out then, where? Well, there's, you know, I think there's like a hooker corner here for guys. Okay. Over on Homer and Drake, they okay. call it Boys Town. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's uh, Boys Town, a lot of places. Yeah, yeah. And then I thought, you know, I'll go down there and then see what the market's like. <laughs> fuck it, I'll go back with one of these guys. Yeah. Work him for all his dope. No, you know what? I did do it once. Okay. I didn't fuck him. Or anything like that, but I went back to this guy's house. I kind of had a feeling I didn't know because he came actually downtown east side, which is really strange. What do you mean downtown east side? Well, there's a bad like there's a heavy using part of town. Hastings. Or, yeah, Hastings, and yeah. they call that downtown east side. Oh, downtown east side. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, so he- uh, you know, I was I was in this back lane, and this guy came back there. 
and he was like, hey, and he was way too well dressed. And uh, he's like, hey, do you got a light? And I was, you know, I sized him up. I was like, yeah. And he was like, you want a toke? And I mean, you know, if you're doing heroin and you're downtown, like there's nothing that you're not doing. So, you <laughs> so know, of course, was the answer. Yeah, he's, yeah, you want a toke? And he's talking about crack. Oh. And okay. I was like, yeah, totally, for sure. Like, yeah. You're going to give me. At, you're on the street you'll fucking take anything like a used sock you'll be like sure if I can smoke it <laughs> like but anything like it doesn't even fucking matter oh, you really? see homeless people and they're walking around with the weirdest shit just cause they see something like I'll just take that they're just I like oh yeah that's that's a neat thing to have like just the front of a TV right like, what are you doing <laughs> with the front of the TV oh. they don't even know <laughs> but yeah so anyways uh, and this guy was like you want to come back to my place and and we'll hang out and uh, and I'll get like a I'll get an eight ball rock. I was like, yeah, sure, that would be rad. Knowing full well, I was like, this guy wants to fucking pound. Because you knew ass. you could tell it wasn't just. He like, wanted I'll take to it. punch my anus in. There okay. was no question. Like he wanted, he just and and maybe he didn't want to punch it in. Maybe he wanted to give me slow pumps. Yeah, maybe maybe he wanted you to fuck him. Me, uh, I knew a guy, a semi homeless tranny. I still know him. I he, like kissing too much to fuck. Oh, really? Yeah, man. But he loves blowing people. <laughs> really? Yeah. And so he... Um, Transvestite or transsexual? I don't know. Everybody just calls him a tranny. He's pre-op, so he didn't dress up as a woman that often. But um, uh, yeah, he would, he, would, uh, he would pay people, if he had a little extra money, to blow them. He would... For the honor of blowing them. So like, if I had $5, I'd give it to you and then say, now take your pants off and, and let would, me suck and, your dick. Yeah. That's like reverse hookerism. Yeah, that's I know, fucking, but that's what he loved. That's the weirdest thing uh-huh. I've ever heard. But with other gu- other will, junkies and homeless people, they were like, "Fine, I need the five dollars, okay?" Or the cheeseburger. He paid somebody a cheeseburger can I once. Pay you to feed you? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Isn't that what I just heard you say? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. That's so strange. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, so, uh, I, I I've gone. You know, I went to this dude's house, yeah. smoked all his crack. I was super bummed out. He didn't have any heroin. I think he got he had a paper, and we we're way the fuck out in the middle of nowhere, Coquitlam or some shit like that. And I was like, I gotta go, dude. And um, oh yeah, I had a fucking car for some reason. I don't know why. You still had um, a car, or were you? Yeah, you know, there's all sorts of weird parts of my drug usage. How'd you get a car? Well, at one point I was a drug dealer, and so I oh. needed a car. Okay. And uh, you know, for a long time, I, um, I was able to use and drop, and not use. You would go off it for a while. Yeah. Okay. You know, so maybe I'd go off for like a month, and then I'd be like, "Shit!" Like I'm down to like my last five grand or something. I better, I better go make some money. Okay. You know. And uh, so, and you would deal for a while. That's resourceful. And then I would go back, and then my, you know, my pager would still be going. Um, yeah, there's, pager. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How long ago was this? I guess it was not long ago. It was maybe. Well, I guess it's quite a long time ago now. Eight years. Okay. At least, yeah. It was eight years. Was when I finally. Yeah. Two thousand four ish. Two thousand five. Two thousand five. Okay. That's when you finally what? Well, I think drug dealing was kind of the catalyst to, to like full blown addiction. Yeah. Not saying that because I had tons of drugs that that's that gotta was be why part I, of it though, right? No, because 
I fucking I flushed a half kilo of coke one time because I was so noodled. I did a big smash of coke. Yeah, smash. And yeah, injected it. Okay. In my arm, mainline. It's unreal. It, what, what does that feel like when you mainline coke? How how many floors up are we right now? Twenty nine. Just fucking run out the front door. Yeah. Run off this deck. That's what it feels like. <laughs> Except you don't hit the ground. Really? But you do in a sense because it like when you do come off it. That's when you hit the ground. Yeah, in a minute and a half later because that's you know, how fast it it's hits off. Bonkers, man! Your ears ringing, your eye like what when you're off. I think Sigmund Freud said that you, he, it enhances all your senses by 25 to 30%. He tested it on himself. My experience myself mm. has been something similar to that. And I think that's where the psychosis ends up coming in. Because if you have that much of a sensory overload, yeah. of course you're going to get fucking psychosis. Because you're not used to using that, that much. much of your senses. Oh. Is that so too new age? Do I sound like a fucking weirdo saying that? No, I'm just trying to understand it. So the psychosis comes when you You've come down. You've never done drugs? I've done drugs, never coke. I've always got scared of coke and never heroin. Yeah, the big ones. Wow. Crack counts as coke, too. Yeah, um, well, yeah. Wait, so this is, you said you would, um, well, center. you said you would, uh, wait, you would get the psychosis when? When you came down? Or when you're on it still? <sighs> When you're on it, when you're coming down, like it's not, it's not good. For the first while that I, I when I first started, uh, you know, IV drug use, um, yeah, it was it was exciting to experiment with, and it was kind of like because I'm an adrenaline junkie. Like I love okay. like hucking myself off a big cliff, like literally, like that stuff. You know, I I do big mountain skiing and 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 all sorts of shit like that, skydiving, and I've flown airplanes and all sorts of shit. Yeah. Uh, so cocaine was that without even doing anything, like sit on your couch and you and, and you and feel you, like you're skydiving. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that's only if you shoot it up, or always, or if you snort no, it too. No, it's nothing. Like when you snort it, it's nothing like shooting. Really. Nothing. Why? Well, it just gets into your two totally faster? different books. Okay. That's part two. No, that's that part. would be like part three. Okay. That would be like part three, Fast and Furious, or whatever the fuck that movie Faster was. And furious, Faster and Furious, sir. Faster and Furious, on cocaine. Um, <laughs> and you'd, you'd mainline uh, heroin too, right? People are going to listen to this, and I'm yeah. ruining my like chances at any sort of job future right now. <laughs> totally. <laughs> or traveling to the U.S. Not that I had a chance in Well, the luckily, nobody in the government listens to it. <laughs> But um, yeah, right. But uh, they're listening. Uh, you can be cleaned up, right? You can have a past. Do they allow people for as long as you don't commit too many crimes? I've committed a lot of crimes. Oh, like what have you done? Just do dumb shit. You know, like when I'd get when I got loaded, like I supplemented my uh, drug addiction by stealing. Okay. You know, and so I'd steal from stores and stuff. Um, my big hustle, yeah, shoplifting. Such a bummer! Like, there's got to be a cooler name for it than shoplifting. Because when you go to jail, like, what you're, what are you in for, man? <laughs> you know, I don't want to tell these guys. And I was like going, a 16 year old crime. I'm going to jail and being like, what are you in for? Twelve fucking things of Hagen Dazs. Like, <laughs> yeah. what are those things called? Tubs. Yeah. That's what I would do. I would go into like. Uh, you steal ice cream. 
Yeah, man. What a it's horrible hot idea. Commodity, bro. Two you for have five to get bucks. rid of it so fast, though. And it goes so fast. You go downtown and see if a dope fiend doesn't want ice two cream. tubs of ice cream for five bucks. Oh, yeah. What's and the- they trade it for dope. So you're like, oh. hey, I'll give you four. I'll give you four haagen And that's a paper heroin. And then you're good. So you're good for like How four hours. How they eat four heroin things in Well, they usually melts. got their little posse of people. Oh, okay, right? okay, so okay. Like, I'm going to take care of my people and get them hogging to us. What's the deal? I just remember this with heroin and chocolate or heroin and, and sweets. Is there some sort of correlation there? Does it help you like, like uh, have flashbacks or something? Flashbacks? I don't know. No. Does it help you kick it in? I don't chocolate? know. Chocolate? No. So what's no. the deal with junkies and sweets? Then? It's just food. Oh, just anything. You know, I think it's an insulin boost. Okay. Sort of get all medical and not funny. But, <laughs> I don't know. You know, like that's. I just heard true. that they eat chocolate a lot. No, yeah, they do because there's a lot of energy that 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 is in 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 chocolate. Oh, and the heroin brings you food, down, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you don't eat all your money, yeah. right? Is going to dope. So when you have an opportunity at cheap food, like how many calories are in a tub of haagen A lot. That is like a fucking, you're like, yeah, yes. units of energy. haagen like energy for a day. Yeah. Set me up. Dude, when I was poor, I used to like go shopping and you know how you have to like, you have to do the price per ounce. You have to break it down to like, okay, this is 10 ounces, but it's $2, but this is eight ounces and it's a dollar ninety. So it's cheaper, but per ounce, the $2 for the 10 ounces is cheaper. And you thought that way? I thought that way at first, and then I broke it down to price per calorie. Holy shit. Because I was like, I got I to gotta survive. This is only going to last me for like four hours, this energy. Yeah, so yeah. So I have to look at the back and do the caloric information, multiply by the serving sizes. So what I'm hearing you say is you've never shoplifted. Oh, I've shoplifted. So what the hell are you talking about? Never food, ne- earlier, so what in you never high school. worried about? In high like, school. It wasn't I mean, afterwards. If it comes down to crunch time, yeah. the man's fucking us anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. Wait, how'd you get out of that guy's house? You just said I gotta go? Yeah, I just left. There was no rape or anything. He didn't try to do anything? Yeah, he didn't try to... Touch do you? I look like the kind of guy you want to fucking rape? No, but he invited you over. Yeah. No, not rape, but like try to make a move on or see what you're up to, yeah. see what you're in as for. As soon as he slid the porn DVD in, I was out. Oh, really? Yeah, That's what it he was did. like gay porn, and I was like, oh, bro, I gotta go. <laughs> well, and he's like, dude, I bought all this crack, and like, so you're just gonna go? And I'm like, you need to communicate better. If I had known what your needs were, and you were clear about what you wanted. <laughs> you could have found someone we else. We could have negotiated this earlier yeah. in the discussion, and I wouldn't have smoked all your crack. <laughs> yeah, you trusted a junkie to be fucking. What a fucking tool. Up front with you, right? <laughs> it is a good move, that, though. That's on him, man. That's nothing to do with once me. you. Uh, once you pop in the, the gay porn DVD, that's pretty much a sign. Like I'll know if this is going to happen or not. Yeah, you know, this yeah, will yeah. tell me yeah. if this night is going to go like I wanted to or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've never even pulled that move on a girl. Throwing at a porn DVD? Wow. That's so overboard. I know. I don't wow, even think that I even ever that. asked a girl to fuck. Like, like, hey, I think like my oh, power move, when yeah. that comes down, and I, yeah, but you're a star, so like it's <laughs> different. A star, yeah. For me, it's like, you know, if I'm going to ask, it's like, this is what it sounds like. Hey, uh, so... If you want, like, we could go to my house and watch a movie. And I think that's, you know, that's not. Oh, yeah. That's the old standby. That's the old. Yeah. But that's like, 
I haven't evolved past that. Watch I'm the first in, 12 minutes of some movie and then yeah, we'll start making out. I'm in the Neolithic stage of like... Uh, Relationships. Evolution of uh-huh. trying to pound, punish... Sweet, sweet hot puss. Punish puss. Uh-huh. <laughs> push and pu- push. I can't even say it right. It sound real native. Push and punishing. It sound native. <laughs> <laughs> There's a native accent, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I like hearing it sometimes. It's like, whoa. Sounds weird. Sounds smart. <laughs> Not smart in like the, the, the learning way, but smart in like the... <laughs> I just like him how they sat like, you know, when I talk to some of my relatives and stuff, they're... Uh, they just talk real slow, hey? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and it's really interesting. And then and then almost sometimes it gets real short too and they're like, and so I was out on the fishing boat, eh? <laughs> Those contract boats. And I boat. caught a salmon that was 22 feet long or something like that, you know? <laughs> They're just like, it's really kind of drawn out. It's actually really, in a, in, a, in a weird way, it's really kind of beautiful and it's very calming. And then one word will be shorter. Yeah, right and the then end. they just kind of uh, chop, uh, chop it up. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. Talk to Father Drum. He'll tell you everything. Do you still have any connection with the native roots at all? You know, I don't like you it. Got adopted you know, out of it. Uh, I got adopted out of it, and uh, and it's a bit of a. There's like everything in my life; it's just a big story. Um, when I got adopted, I got adopted by a white family, and uh, you know, they're not psychologists, and they weren't. Mm-hmm they just did the best that they could. And so I think that their idea of getting a couple kids was that, you know, they're like not going to have anything to do with this other family. And I don't think my adopted or my real birth family wanted all that much to do with me anyways. Who was left in your birth family? Oh, tons. I got a fucking huge family. Brothers and sisters? Uh, no, I have a half sister. Okay. And, uh, we got, we got adopted together. And, um, but, you know, aunts, uncles, blah, 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 like tons. They were all gone, though. They were just like, nah. Yeah. yeah. I don't think anybody was in any position, you know, at the time. Like, uh, drug abuse and alcoholism was rampant in my community that I was coming from. Like, I was born in Vancouver, mm-hmm. but there was a native community here, and we traveled often to my reserve uh, when I was a child. And um, For what? Potlatches. Say that again. Potlatch. What is that? It's like a, it's like a native ceremony. Like it's like a, like a a big party. Oh, but really? Not, but not. It's like it's a very ceremonial kind of, and there's dancing and basically like a family will go into the big house and they give back to the community. Oh. Uh, yeah, and it's a celebration and there's singing and dancing. In traditional, is it for an event with or, masks? Or, uh, yeah, or a yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Like uh, for marriages or oh, for yeah. some sort of celebration. Like again, like I can't. I'm not um, an authority on this, or even pretend to know a lot about it. Yeah, you know. But anyways, um, when I got adopted, I, I, I just that community was not around. Mm-hmm. And I ran away and I went and found them and it wasn't like it was super receptive to me. You know, like I was like, I ran away and then I found them and they're like, Hey, like what? What's <laughs> up, man? Like, 
And I'm like, hey, man, it's been five years. You're my mom's sister. Yeah. She's dead. Yeah, yeah. And then they were just like, oh, well, whatever. And, you know, like, it, it's sad to say that, but, like, they're going through their own shit. Yeah. You know, and that's some stuff that I've had to come to terms with. Yeah, they don't think about everybody like you think they would. But, you know, like, at the same time, like, right now, I mean, if, uh, you know, let, let, let me think about this. If my sister died, what would I do with her niece? Yeah, what would you do? What would I do? Could you afford to take care of her? I don't... I couldn't afford to take I, care of my nieces and nephews. I would have to start fucking selling drugs again. Yeah. Or something. Like, in this town? Are you shitting yeah. me? I live in an apartment that's as big as this room here. Yeah. 825. Nice, nice hotel. 825 room. for this size room. Really? Doesn't look anything like this. It's expensive. Yeah, it's expensive. Wow. My cell bill's like 150 a month. Yeah. And uh, and then there's nothing left over after that. What? Uh, so I just yeah. run around taking pictures because it doesn't cost do me it. anything and it makes me feel good. Hey, um, wait, what was I just going to say? Oh, I when you ran away, what did you, like, how did you go back to the white family? Or did you just uh, stay no, away? No, I, I, stir- I stayed run away from my last You just became an adult at 11? You just fended for yourself? Pretty much. How'd yeah. you do that? Uh... 12, Lots 13, of political drama with like the ministry. I I told the um, ministry that I was never going back. That it was an abusive family, which wasn't true. But to me, then it was true. Why that family was abusive? Why? What? What do they? Um, what do they do to you? They had structure. Oh. They had meals at specific times. They set the fucking table. Yeah. They didn't do drugs. They didn't drink, and they didn't punch me out. And that, that was abusive. That was abusive. That's what I'm telling you. So wow. when you learn and you become accustomed to doing something a certain way, right? This doing, is why battered women go back to their husbands. Yeah, because that's just the that's just the normal thing to do. And now you're getting cold. That's so strange. Yeah, I know. I'm thin, so I get cold easy. I go back and forth. Look at me. I got my shoes off. It's like we've known each other our whole lives. Did you expect it was going to be like this? It's always comfortable. It's just good conversation with people. Were you? How did you feel about this when you're like, I want to interview a drug addict? Well, I've been or wanting to get like, like a that. deep heroin addict for a while. I don't want to talk about what it's like to live on Hastings Street. So I that's what you want to talk about. A lot of that. Yeah, Hastings. I mean, how long did you live out there? How long were you on the street there? That is, the people don't know, that's where, that's the home of drugs in Vancouver, pretty much, right? Home of drugs in North America, I believe. I don't, you know, I think there was some crazy statistic that there was more drugs that went out on that particular corner, Maine and Hastings, Mm -hmm. than anywhere in North America. I could believe that. I don't know of any place in in, uh, America like that, in the United States. I know that uh, in 2001, I worked that corner with uh, a Spanish buddy of mine, and... And 12 hours on a Welfare Wednesday, we did $18,500. Wow. $7,200 in toonies and loonies and quarters. And there was in a fucking ice cream pail. And it was back then. It's way different than it is now because now there's this whole gentrification trip that's going on where all these mustache wearing Hipsters. fucking tight jean. Like, I'm going to go do business downtown east side. Yeah. And then 
it's like displacing everything. Man, if you came in here in 2001, it was a different trip. Like, it was actually dangerous. Yeah. This fucking guy had his sandwich sign stolen the other day. Did you hear about that? No. From what? Outside of st- Made the fucking news. It blew my Such mind. Such a small nothing. What a bullshit story. So save so on they're meats. trying to make that place nicer? Huh? They're trying to make the place nicer? I guess. Save on meats. This guy, uh, yeah. Mark Brand, owns a bunch of bunch of businesses down there. And, and for whatever reason, the guy gets tons and tons of press. It's a load of shit. So he has a sandwich board stolen the other day and yeah. gets tons of media. I kind of did a round rough calculation of the media exposure this guy was getting for a $40 sign yeah. that was stolen. $25,000. Worth of media That's exposure. A, a, worth of media exposure over this fucking sign. And I was just like, are you shitting me? What the fuck do you think is going to happen when you move your business into the poorest neighborhood in the city? Yeah, why do they do that? You're lucky that you only got your fucking sandwich board stolen. Yeah. And then, and then I really got thinking. I was like, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if that guy gave somebody 40 bucks and said, hey, take Steal this for sign. me? Yeah, yeah. Hey, the thing is with that, it's like when they move like white people into a poor neighborhood or a drug neighborhood, they say, that, well, we're going to rejuvenate the neighborhood slowly as you know more well-to-do is people come in. that rejuvenating it? Yeah, but all it does is pushes the, the poor and the drug addicts to a different part of town because they're not going to start suddenly getting good jobs just because white people are around. No, man. If you've suffered, you got to really think about this now. Yeah. Why the fuck are people down there? That's the real question. Okay. So everyone's running around saying, oh, these guys and they're, they're doing heroin and they're, they're smoking crack and they're doing crime. Why the fuck would anyone do that? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, really? Why in the, right, why in the world would somebody go, hey, you know what, man? I'm going to go downtown east side, call it a life, start fucking banging dirty needles in my arm, selling my body, putting myself in super high risk situations. Yeah. What the hell's going on? That's, that's some bad shit. Somebody has some deep, deep, deep issues going on that they're willing to go to those lengths to stop feeling and to stop being a part of society. Yeah. And that's the sad thing is that people don't really get that part. They're just fucking clued right out. Yeah, but they go down there to like because it's cheaper to live there. It's because that's where all the drugs are. I don't think anyone's living down there. Oh, nobody is. I thought those little fucking small boxes. Those yeah, there's a, those are the guys tenements. that have like been helped in this like extraordinary way that you know somebody was like, or they had a little bit more wherewithal mm-hmm. to go and say, hey, can you help me find a place? Uh, and they can't get kicked out. People offered that shit to me. I I couldn't live in anywhere. I never had a pl- no no like when I was actually legitimately on the street. Like I mean, Wait. not that I wasn't legitimately on the street last year for two months and the year before for five months. Um, but back in, well, I went into a coma in two thousand six. So it was two thousand five four. 2005 and 2004 I was really like out there on the street and there's no way you could house me I was too like I just couldn't get it together to even I couldn't even get it to go together to get a check yeah you know oh really last year yeah yeah last year I was um I was on work safe claim 
and I have been for about four, five years now. Um, and I was getting these checks every two weeks for like um, fifteen hundred bucks, and I didn't, I didn't have it in me to jump on a train what? to go fucking pick up that check. Fifteen hundred bucks. Fifteen hundred bucks every two weeks, and I couldn't do it. Why it depression? Was, just. It's just, I don't know, man. There's just some, like, there's this weird fear once you're high yeah. that once you leave that area or what you know how to do, then you're going to miss out on maybe some dope. When uh, really, like, if I'd have got the 1500 bucks, it would have just plenty been, like, of dope. Yeah, but then there's also the fear of, like, getting that 1500 bucks and then uh, losing it. Where the fuck are you going to do with fifteen hundred bucks? I'm the guy that's doing big smashes, falling off buildings, literally. Like you fell off a building. Fuck yeah! I nodded out once in Victoria. This happened three times in one night. <laughs> I was on top yeah, of this. I, roll. I was yeah. I was on this. I was on this building in Victoria. Actually, I did this this whack and um, this what? Uh, I did a whack of heroin, and uh, they call it a whack. What is that? It's just a shot. It's okay. a fix. Just another word, and shot um, it up. Yeah, okay, I, yeah. So I did a fix and uh, a whack, a dilly dally, a hoo ha, a wing wah. No, no. <laughs> those all terms. Or are you yeah, just no, making just those up? Oh. <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> you'd easily so I, fuck with me. Yeah, yeah. So I do this fucking. I do a whack and. Uh, I've used a bunch of different words now just to fuck everyone up. Are you keeping up? Uh, and. Um, and uh, the roof was slope. It had a, a like a gentle slope in it. Yeah. So, you know, like I'm, I'm like this, and I'm I'm kind of bent over, and I'm doing that that typical kind of dr- drug addict thing. Just, uh, and you're I, and on I, your feet, I, I but kinda, sort of asleep. Yeah, because you're super not out. And I'm like eking my way towards this thing, and I'm like, man, I should sit the fuck down because I'm gonna go off. You saw it coming. I saw it coming, and I was like, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna fucking sit down. And then all of a sudden, I fucking wake up, and the earth is rushing at my face. <gasps> Boom! And that was it. Like I was like, and it's three in the morning, and no one's around. And I'm how just, how high how high building? Two was stories. It? Whoa! Yeah, but I landed flat. And the weird thing was, is nothing actually substantial happened to me. Like I wasn't hurt. Like it wasn't. I was crying. I it was like a baby. I think because I hurt, was, but nothing was broken. Nothing was like yeah, nothing. Damaged. No cuts. I was just really, really sad that I was, you know. And and then there's those moments, and all of a sudden you realize, like, fuck, this is what I'm doing with my life, you know. And then it becomes really sad, and I'm fucking crying my face off. I wish I had parents. I wish somebody loved me. I wish I didn't have this particular life. And when I come back in the next life, I'm going to be a snail because, you know, whatever. Fuck. I make my way down to this corner store, Max. And uh, so I'm sitting there crying to the guy. And he's probably bummed out. He's seen me too many times. And I'm crying like, no, he loves me. And then all of a sudden. He doesn't love you either. Yeah. He does, he's just like, oh, you know, my $7 an hour or whatever. And my life sucks. Night shift. Yeah. And, um, and then all of a sudden I notice he's not around. And I look and I'm like, like a baby. No more tears. Huh? Opportunities. Yeah. Fucking commando behind the counter. Cigarettes like gold on the street <laughs> and i'm just like yes fuck yeah i fell off the building the best thing that's happened to me right like uh-huh. 
How bizarre is that, though, like in that instant? So, like, there's a moment of clarity, and then all of a sudden it shifts when the opportunity does. Oh, right? like a baby. Like a baby. Cries you're fucking candy. You're reduced. That's what you're totally reduced. You know, they talk about it in treatment as the lizard brain. When you start using, that's actually like a medical term, the lizard brain. I thought they were what? just making it up to make us sound like, like, we're, we're, like we're stupid. Yeah. What's the lizard brain? Just that same thing of like seeing an opportunity? Something in the neocortex. I don't know what that means, but it makes me sound smart and like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's a little tiny part of your brain where you're like your most primal brain function. Yeah. And that's to like fuck, eat, oh, yeah. and shelter. do drugs. Oh, right. And shelters like not. You let important. go of that one though. I guess. Shelter. Wait, did you, so you, ju- you would just sleep on Hastings? Right around there? I'd go for days, man, before like, you know, and it was really super. Go for days what? Without sleeping? Without sleeping. So when you see people flailing, they call it flailing, and they're like, oh, that guy's doing the Hastings Shuffle. Typically what that is is that somebody that hasn't slept in days, like, and the drugs are starting to fuck with their neurological system. You know, there's a a lot going on, right? So So what's the shuffle? What, What happens with it? You're, what is it just like what you said on the roof it was it's pretty much like that it can get super violent too like not violent against anybody but like looks bonkers yeah. like i used to do this thing where i'd i'd like hyperventilate like i'd i'd kind of do one of these like go all the way down to your knees and back up yeah <laughs> yeah and then like you know and you just you don't even know why you just start twitching right you know, and you get itchy you know, Kind of like you know, Dave Chappelle does like, but should, not, but yeah. not really. You know, like it's. This is just like a mock version of it. He, you can tell he's never fucking done. Yeah, he's just seen it. Yeah, he's probably going to listen Maybe. to this and be like, that guy doesn't know what he's talking. I've about. done I'm so on, much. He's like, I'm on heroin right now. What the fuck does this guy know? Just because I did my thing different than you. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't mean I don't have it. Yeah. Just because you got a better shuffle than me, Mahoney, <laughs> um, doesn't mean you're better at heroin than I am. I'm Dave Chappelle. So you would go three days, four days without sleeping, and then no, what? Just pass more, out man. more. And you know, like I've woken up, just, like woken up in no clothes, in a back alley, robbed. Yeah, yeah. Of everything, like people don't fuck around down there. It's not like they're you're like you're so passed out you can't do anything. You're just like they're like, hey, let's dig them. They call it digging. Digging start them. Take everything dig in your pockets like it's like a sweet like a drug addict's dream to see a guy too fucked up yeah. so you're just like yes oh wow he's out like, just free just like this psst, psst, check him out let's get him yeah and then they'll like walk by and they'll do to like, make sure they'll do like a clap to make sure like you're a, not gonna wake up like that uh-huh. and then nothing and then they're just like like maybe like a kick yeah nothing sweet just, now it's on and i always had good like gear when i was loaded too like you know being a being because i was a booster and i was good at doing other stuff too yeah you know so i always had like for the most part i had pretty good gear unless i'd like Closing when i got your- super tight like i'd be like hey you want to buy my shoes <sighs> yeah did you ever roll anybody no no did it was never people- my thing you know because i i just you know, there's a, there's a point for some people like me, yeah, uh, where you just you look at stuff and you're like, yeah, no, I don't, I can't live with that on my conscience hmm. for one ever. 
uh, or two, um, the consequences are too severe. Like potentially, like in my earlier years, I used to punch people out a lot. And uh, before before drugs, yeah, before okay. drugs, when I used to sell drugs, and 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 even before that, I just liked. I didn't really like fighting, but I got in fights and I was able to like, you know, do whatever I needed to do. Yeah. There was like, you know, some fun to it. But anyways, so yeah, uh, I remember going in front of the judge back in 2005 or four or something. And the judge kind of going, hey, if you touch anyone ever again, I don't even care how little of a deal it is. You're going to jail for a mandatory year. And wow. I was like, okay, I, I won't ever do that again. Why didn't you want to go to jail? I mean, I know normally. Well, I don't want to go to jail for that long. I don't mind going to jail. Mm-hmm. You know, you get to clean up and. Free meals, right? Free meals. A bed. A bed, a TV. Oh, yeah. It's kind of nicer than you were Fucking living. Cable. Oh, yeah, man. In a lot of ways, it's a There's, step up. There, there is. Like, jail's rough, but. Um, and it's not that bad. Um, uh, but you didn't have, we wouldn't have drugs in jail. Yeah, there's drugs in jail, but it was never my thing. Like, if I can't keep, if I can't keep that numbness going, yeah. I don't want nothing to do with it. Do you see what I'm saying? No. Well, so, why would I do a little bit? Oh. Uh, it's going to be more painful, the, the after result. The come down. Right. Because I'd be back again with that feeling, except now it's amplified by not having drugs. Yeah. And then I'm back with that original feeling yeah. in the beginning. So how long would, how long would it last you when, you when you shot up? How depending, long does that depending, last? Depending. What are we talking about? Okay. You take... You a take, speedball? Okay. What's a speedball? It's uh, one part cocaine, one part heroin. Okay. So you go up and then you go down. So cocaine's a stimulant, okay. rocks your toque, and then rocks you come toque, yeah. down, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, you, and then you're like, and then that down part is softens the landing from the coming off the coke, right? So you don't, you know, like we we're talking about sailing out this window, yeah. hitting the ground. It's a really soft landing. It's That's, like- um, Ecstasy and, and uh, mushrooms work really well that way because the only bad part about mushrooms is you could get a bad trip. Oh, you know, man, sort of I've bad had feelings. some bad trips. But the ecstasy keeps you all happy thoughts. Yeah. So it keeps you away from having the bad trips. Ecstasy is a weird one, though, too. I mean, I remember I did a, did some of that shit, and I didn't really like it. Oh, really? I couldn't move. Or Molly. Molly's pretty good. You couldn't move. I was noodled. I was on my bed, and I was looking at a pack of cigarettes on the dresser, and I was with my then-girlfriend, and I was like, oh, fucking cigarettes are there. And I thought about it for a long time. Not getting up. Yeah, I was like, wow. there they are. They're there. Wow. Oh, they're right there. Oh, and I was on XC. Every time I did XC, I wanted to move all the time. Really? Yeah. Not me. Get up, sit down, get up, sit down for nothing, just for no reason. Go to the fridge, sit back just down. Just do some donuts. Just do some donuts, yeah, yeah. Around, the, around the room. Around the room? Yeah. Just circle the couch a few times and come back, sit down, go up, turn the TV on, turn it back off. Yeah. That's like Coke. Yeah, it's the speedy part, I guess, of ecstasy. Yeah. So that's a speedball. So wait, okay, so okay, so let's say you sh- okay, so let's say you did that. How long would that last you until you needed some more, or more of anything? You can just keep going. There's no like. But like, we're talking about two minutes later, you? an hour later, 
Uh, as long as there was money in my pocket, like yeah. I would do smash after smash, like every 15 minutes. Every 15 minutes. Yeah. If start, I could. Yeah. What would it do to your veins? Are they still okay? Or uh, yeah, all still? my veins are like really good. Like I'm very vascular. You're blessed that way. <laughs> I am blessed. Yeah. You know what's <laughs> fucking all gross? The junkies is, are like, yeah, oh, oh yeah, I wish I was They would look him. at my arms and they would just be like, oh man. I would kill for your veins. <laughs> they said that. I remember thinking that. And like, here's the thing about doing dope. Like a guy like me uh, is that I knew better. Hmm. Really? Yeah, man. Everybody's- like I had had a good life. Like I've had, I've had extreme. Like out of all this stuff, this tragic bullshit that I've told you about that I've called my life. Yeah. Like, it's been unreal. Like, I've had some incredible experiences, man. Like, I've met some unreal people. Like, look at you and me. Yeah. We're in this room right now having a, like, a, having a, having a cool conversation on, on, like, whatever floor this is of a really beautiful hotel. Yeah. I just came from uh, shooting pictures on my iPhone. A guy paid me 150 bucks to take pictures of his store that, I, I wore a I tried on a, one of his outfits there just a blazer and some pants and some shoes and it was two thousand bucks. Whoa! For that, and, and like, you know, and he wants me to take pictures of this stuff. So, at the same time as like this horrible life of mine, yeah, there has been some incredible experiences. You know, yeah, that's a good uh, perspective. I was supposed to work with um, Patton Oswalt. Uh, in 2011, he came to town and I was working with, a, at the time, this company called Funny Farm Comedy. And I was helping them with their social media. Uh-huh. And so he was going to do a show at the Vogue and I was going to like bring him out, kind of do like an MC thing, but th- with Twitter somehow. Yeah. You know? Like they, we wanted to do like a giveaway to the audience and stuff and yeah. and um, you have a Twitter account? Yeah, I have a Twitter account. What is it? I'm Donovan P E E. Donovan P E E E. Say it again. Delta Oscar November Oscar Victor <laughs> Alpha November Piper Echo Echo. Okay. Yeah. P E E. Yeah. Donovan P E E. What does P E stand for? It's just my middle initial. Like I oh, couldn't. Okay. It was really close call, man. It was like going to be Donovan P. He 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 he. Can't do that. <laughs> oh that fuck! Five he he's in there. For no I was close. I was seriously because at the time when I got that internet, I was like, everyone wants to have something interesting as a Twitter address, but like no one's going to remember it. No, but this is actually I. I've only been on the internet since uh, I learned how to use a computer in 2010. What's the uh, what's the internet like on Hastings? <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people have email addresses. Oh man, I don't even know. Actually, you know what's weird is that this drug dealer actually wanted me to teach his his workers how to use a computer. Really? Yeah. Huh. And I was like, yeah. And then I was clean, and then I was thinking about it, and I was like, eh. I don't know. I don't know if I should go into a place where there's a ton of dope and teach these people how to use computers when I'm like, you know, three weeks off the Jake. Yeah. <laughs> did you? Did you? Do you see that when you're around it? That's a trigger. Uh, not so much. You know, like visual stuff isn't 
that's long past. Even seeing other people doing it, like seeing the. I look. did watch uh, American Gangster a couple days ago again, mm-hmm. a movie, and um, and there was this scene in there where the guy flags. They call it flagging when you hit a vein, yeah. and then you so you pull the plunger so you know that you're in and it pulls a little bit of blood and uh yeah for sure my mouth watered and i was kind of like man that's so weird that that's a part of my life do you know what i mean like that's a part uh that's that's not someone else's story that's like that's me and sometimes like there's this part of me that separates me from that yeah do you know what i mean like oh no that happened to someone else no no like someone else's parents died. Someone else had this like horrific life. Like that was someone else. But oh, really, because it seems so different than you are now. Yeah, like yeah. you know, the stuff that I. Yeah, that's how I view. I, I guess that there's so there's multi. I'm so different. So many different levels removed. Yeah, yeah. or just. I was real religious for a while. I lived in Israel. Did you? Yeah. What, what, what well, happens there? They just studied the Torah all day long. Which one? The Torah. I, it's uh, it's like the uh, the um, original, not original, the Old Testament. It's about the like what the Bible was based on. Or Jesus. Yeah, it's pre-Jesus. Oh, pre-Jesus. it's like the Ten Commandments, um, stuff like that. Oh, this is like NWA of 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 uh, of religion. Of religion. Like yeah, these guys are the ones that fucking started. Yeah, all. Moses and and you know Boom. leaving Egypt stuff like that. Yeah, why wouldn't you go to Israel and study? That's fucking. Yeah, but that time when I think about itself. it, thanks. But that time when I think about it, it, really does seem like another person too. It's like it's so far removed from where you where you are. It's like you have a memory of it, but it's really like you're remembering somebody else. Yeah, you know, it's not like you. You know what's weird, man, is that actually when uh, I remember in 2010, I was doing a practicum, a PR practicum mm-hmm. with Whistler Blackholm during the Olympics okay. in the media uh, hub. And uh, so I was dealing with all these like Yahoo Sports. I met Tiki Barber. I was meeting all these like fucking snazzy people. And I'm like, it's weird. I used to be on Hastings yeah. and bang heroin and shoot cocaine and smoke crack and steal haagen <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's a fucking weird one, that man. That is very different than me and um, Barber. You know, yeah, that was funny. I didn't know who Tiki was. We were going up the chairlift and... Uh, and he wanted yeah. to go up top and do a thing. And, and um, so I had no clue who he was. And there was people, oh, there's Tiki. And I was like, whoopee-doo, there's toilet paper. Like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> and uh, so we're going up the chairlift. And he goes, uh, uh, him and this other, like, this guy was like Ari Gold. He was mm-hmm. the producer for Yahoo Sports. And um, he's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, at, remember that football game and blah, blah, blah. And you played so-and-so. And I said, yeah, I used to play football. He's like, he, he like really like pressed his eyebrows together and they raised up and he's like, oh yeah, where? I was like junior ball in Victoria for the Payless. Well, what about you? He's like New York Giants. <laughs> New York Giants. I was like this. I was like, oh, yeah. And uh, I'm like, you know, and I, I apologize to him. I'm like, 
I'm sorry, I'm like, I don't, I didn't know. Fuck him, he wore a helmet. How are you supposed to He know? was actually a really fucking nice guy. Like, when I found out actually who he was, I really appreciated how, like, not and a douche he was. Like, yeah. and I mean, he fucking straddled a lot of worlds, that guy. Like, he played for the New York Giants, but then he was in broadcasting work for um, NBC and Yahoo. And that's, like, unheard of. Yeah. In in media, like to work for two, you know, um, competing companies. Yeah, right. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Yahoo Sports and NBC Sports. Like what? But yeah, because of who he is, he was able to sort of work that. Yeah, good for him. Um, wait, when you would sleep eventually, where would you sleep when you were down there? When you're up for four days, but like you'd have to eventually oh. sleep some, right? I don't even remember, man. You would just wake up. That's what you said. You woke up naked, just like whatever. You passed out somewhere. Yeah, fuck. I remember waking up standing up. Really? Yeah, yeah. Waking up in the middle of the street on Powell. Listen to this. Yeah. I wake up. I'm sorry. I keep Powell's standing an okay up. Part of town, right? <laughs> fuck it's no. A, Powell, no. Powell's bad. Too. Powell and Maine. It's like two blocks off. Uh-huh. So I'm in the middle of the street, and the cops knew me, eh? And we had a good relationship, me and the cops, because I never fucked with them. I always knew that they had a job to do, and I appreciated that. And they always knew that I was going to do what I was going to do, Yeah. and they appreciated that. So there was never, like, when the jig was up, it was up. Like, I was like, okay, cool. If they caught you shoplifting or something, they'd be like, stop. But they, like, didn't, okay. they didn't catch me. They would come pick me up. Like, it's store security. Right, or and you wouldn't blame them. Because it's really not their fault. They're like, I we don't have know. laws to enforce. No, and they were always, like, you know, pretty good to me. I mean... You know, I, I might have had a bad experience with the cop once or twice, but but anyways, I'm in the middle of this intersection. And I'm doing that fucking thing, and uh, and I I wake up and and these two cops they pull up in their cop car and they're like Mahoney, and they're laughing. They're like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> and I'm like this, and I'm like, "Hey, what's up?" And they're like, "Where are your pants?" And I look down, and it's just fucking bush and like t-shirt and there's socks on and i'm just like and i said like ah! and you know and i and i ran across the street and and there was like fortunately downtown east side there's lots of clothes yeah yeah <laughs> so you went and grabbed some yeah that's funny um um what was i gonna say now so sleeping walking you know and just wherever you could or? and just wherever I could you know like uh, did you ever get scared of cops like when you saw cops were you like tr- were you just try to hide whatever you had yeah, on you yeah for sure like you know there's that fear of always because there's nothing worse man than going to jail when you're dope sick yeah plus you know, what if like, you had a lot of dope on you and they took it all so you were about to do I a never bunch. rolled around like with a bunch of dope you know, and if I did, I put it in my nose. Like, just I would store it there. Like they come in plastic bowls, yeah. so I would stuff it in my nose so that nobody could ever rob me, oh. and they wouldn't even know to look in my nose. Oh, you know, and then just pull pop, it out, pop one out, and fucking stick it in a needle and bang it. Now, where do you find needles? Oh, there's lots of lots of dispensaries downtown. That but mostly, out, yeah. I mean, mostly everybody's packing clean rigs. Everyone has their own. There's a lot of people downtown east side that have, like, they just carry them on them. And sometimes, you know, they'll either have them because they're paranoid of not having one. And, oh, uh, yeah. So I didn't like carrying needles. And so I would just ask people, I'd be like, hey, you got a clean on you? 
and then they you know pulling out and it's in the wrapper if they had a dirty one would you just use that too or no no but i have used dirty rigs and i got hep c from it yeah wow um how many times i have a good story about that though let's hear it are you interested yeah totally okay uh this year i went to go deal with it uh-huh. Uh, finally, I was like, okay, I should go deal with Hep C. And, uh, you know, I was preparing to do this, like, really intensive treatment. It's very aggressive. And you're kind of immobilized for, like, a year. It's he- like chemotherapy, essentially. Really? And so we got this clinic in town, Hep C clinic. And I went in, and uh, they have a support group, and it's just like AA. Except it's guys at a table, and they're like, oh, my name's Bob, and I'm genotype B. Oh, wow. I've been had Hep C for so long, and and they talk about their stories, and it's really incredible. And uh, but at that place, they have nurses and doctors, and um, you can get your blood work done, and then they 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 find out what genotype you are and what treatment, if possible, they can to give you to get rid of it. Oh. So I went to the doctor, and I so I got the twelve vials of blood taken. And then I went back the following week to so come back the next week. And so I'm just kind of like hunkering down. Okay, hopefully it's the six-month treatment. It's not the year. And uh, and I go to the group. And the nurse comes out. And she's like, Donovan, come talk to me. So I go into her office. And she's like, close the door. This is a serious conversation. I'm like, oh, fuck. Oof. Yeah. And she's like, okay. So, and she's got this real stern look on her face, and she's like, so yeah, HIV negative. <laughs> and I'm like, this, nice I'm like, there. what the fuck? <laughs> I said that to her, I was like, I go like this, I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I just big smile, right? And I was like, I'm like, oh, oh my God. God, man. I'm like, why would you say that? And just say, hey, like, come in here, it's all good news, but come on yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, so then she starts going on, she's like, She's like, wow, you're like, your blood work is incredible. Like, everything, like, I never see blood work like this. And then she's like, Hep C. She's like, yeah, you cleared it. You cleared it out of your system. I cleared it on my own. I'm like a fucking X-Men. From your fucking fish that all your ancestors ate every day. Or something. Yeah. yeah. The great white spirit came down and touched me. He gave me a cedar bark in the bum. Yeah. What a great story, though, right? What does Hepsi do to you? That is a great story. Fucking kills you. No, but what is it like? What are the attacks your liver? Okay. And so yeah. then it starts it's to feel worse STD. and worse. So anybody out there fucking somebody with Hepsi, don't worry about it. You're not going to get it. Just don't let them fuck you in the ass, especially if they're not circumcised. Lots of tearing. That's right. Don't let them <laughs> anally rape you without a circumcision. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you have your choice, ask them to please not. Yeah. Um, uh, wow. Okay. So you would use, use needles a lot, like if it was just around. Well, that's all I did. Yeah. I mean, those that, that occurrence only, that was two times that I used dirty needles, and those were... That was with the intention of dying. Like that, it's so silly because mm. you're not going to die immediately, right? But yeah, but you're like, oh, I just don't deserve any better. I understand that though. The guy fucking told me. He said I got Hep C. You want to use my rig? And I was like, fucking bring on the Hep C. Oh wow, really? yeah. He said I have it. So yeah, he's like, dude, you know, like it's like if you have it too, you're more than welcome to use it. But if you, can you like, get worse Hep C if you if you already have it, then you use somebody else's rig after that? Yeah, you can actually. I think you can get a more aggressive hep C wow. like there's there's AIDS levels doesn't work that way there's levels of I don't know much about AIDS you know yeah but those are the two big fears of using someone else's needles right AIDS and hep C 
That's yeah. pretty much it. Yeah, I think so. There's some other stuff that you can get too, like uh, a cold. I've had cotton fever, which is a weird one. You what get is that? it from man. It is the fucking most violent flu you can get from shooting dope. Like uh. it is fucking ten times worse than any flu I've ever had. Like your head's just pounding. You're just like fucking ah and sweating and puking and you're on the street and you're like what the fuck and uh and you try to shoot more dope and the dope does nothing like you could fucking take a gram of heroin and smash it in your arm and it won't ha- it won't hit you nothing wow. guess what does what drinking pepper water it fucking kills it i don't know why it kills what the fucking cotton fever really they Pe- actually tell pepper you inside that. water yeah what like habanero Something like peppers that. Or huh? Just like just peppers, just, just regular peppers out of a packet. Wow, I man, it's bad. Cotton fever is a bad one. <laughs> okay, what else are we talking about? We're talking about. Are we talking about dr- diseases from drugs? Well, yeah, right now. And then what's the other one? There's um, sort of malnourishment and stuff, and continued use. And malnourishment, sleep de- sleep depth, deprivation. Yeah, sleep depth. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, Man, if I can remember this one, I'll, we'll come back to it because okay. there's this, there's a, there's a, a fucking really aggressive heart condition that you can get from shooting dope, and it it'll kill you. Like it's bad. I just can't think of the name right now. But yeah. Huh. I um, personally, I did uh, when in 2006 when I went into a coma. I'd been clean for my first time for six months, and. Um, it was December 4th. I remember that uh, because they told me at the hospital. But, um, yeah, I did I did a speedball, and I guess it was, wasn't really bad. I guess it was bad dope, but I had a heart attack in my, in a, not, like a heart attack is when a, an, an, an artery ruptures, right? Yeah. Right, you agree? I guess so. A heart attack is when. Yeah, arteries rupture. Yeah, and okay. boom. Similar. So when you use tons of cocaine, it hardens your arteries. So that happened in uh, in another artery close to my bowel. And what happened was I had an ischemic bowel. And when the ischemic bowel ended up, uh, so your bowel starts to die and yeah. it ruptures. And once it ruptures and it seeps into your blood, you become toxic, or you become you go into what they call septic. Shock because oh, you're just your shit and piss just run yeah, out all the poisonous parts of your body because that's what the bowel does is it filters out it. all the shit yeah all the bad stuff and so I was toxic and when I went into this coma uh, that was from from the dope uh, how long was the coma I was uh, three weeks wow and they gave me a two percent chance to live what happened did you live. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, so yeah, I tattooed that on my arm. What does that say? And, uh, and it says uh, it says a gift Six with months. love. A gift with and, uh, love. And it's Wait, the, so that's your life. Yeah. What is it? Well, I think Six a gift love. with love ended up finding it. Huh? Uh, Two thousand six, December fourth to the twenty first. Oh. And uh, I didn't see God, but I saw my Godfather. It was good to see him. You saw your Godfather. Yeah told me everything was going to be good and i was like psalm had had visions of him like what like i guess seeing him you know it was like it was black all around him yeah and then he came out in his caftan and he was pretty plump which was weird because uh before he died he had alzheimer's and he was just right out of it didn't even know who i was Mm -hmm. he'd be like hey you're a nice looking gentleman what's your name oh it's so sad 
it wasn't sad because you know what in his life he was a really like surly guy like i oh. loved him a lot but when he got alzheimer's he became really peaceful and gentle and 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 not oh. it wasn't sad it was so weird some of this stuff i mean he started calling my mom his mom and he called her mommy and that was uncomfortable for us all weird, <laughs> yeah. weird. the guy's like 67 he's like mommy and we're like no no scotty no. please no wow <laughs> Yeah. I bet she looked like uh, she looked like uh, his mom when she, when she was that age or something. Who knows? Yeah. Wait. So, could you hear anybody talking to you when you were in the coma? Yeah, you could. Yeah. People at your bedside. Yeah. It matters. Interesting. Yeah. Totally. And but you remembered it, it. You experience it. For me, how I experienced my coma was much different. Um. No. Let me rephrase that. How I experienced what was happening out in the real world. It translated differently. So I still saw and experienced what was going on outside of me, mm-hmm. but in a different in a different way. So like two of my buddies um, sat beside me, and one of them, this guy, Maddie, he sat there beside me daily, and he was like, you're going to make it. You're going to be okay. And how I experienced it was I was trying out for the world hockey team, and I was drowning in ice, in water. And I was like, I wasn't drowning, but I was like treading water in mm-hmm. full hockey gear. <laughs> and he was my he was my partner and at the World Junior tryouts. Uh huh. And and he was telling you, and he was like, "Hey, man, you're gonna make it. You're gonna make it." But we we're talking about uh, making the hockey team, not about making it in life. And he meant you're gonna survive this. How my brain interpreted that and needed to get through it was something that I could make tangible and understand that I wasn't fighting for my life, but I was fighting to do something that I've always done in my life, which is just make it in general. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. it was like, it was, a, it. it was really, it was a very bizarre experience for me because, you know, um, I saw some interesting stuff when I was out. Like what? You know, and like, and I heard, um, well, um, you know, like a lot of stuff. Like, I guess I could start with uh, the big raven. Uh, that was a weird one at the end. So all the while this stuff is hmm. going on, when I was in the coma, I was at about, you know, a plus hundred and something um, temperature. Okay. And so I was cooking my brain. So I wasn't even, I'm not even supposed to be like this. I'm supposed to be a vegetable uh. clinically, right? And um, and it was when I was in the coma, so I was experiencing this intense pain and suffering. And I was begging the surgeons in my dream state or in the coma state to fucking do me in. Like, let me go. Stop working on me. And I was begging them. I was like, please stop trying. I don't want to live. And they were like, there was this one, um, maybe we'll call it an angel just so that people understand what we're talking about here. One was like, you know what? You fucking put yourself in this position. You're going to get through it. And I was like, hey, you're not like, just let me know. You're not the boss of me. And then there was like the compassionate. No, no, you're going to make it through. You're strong. Everything's fine. And like there was like a lot of like love and nurturing yeah. of whatever was going on. So when you came out of it, were your muscles all like weak and stuff? Could you, I lost seventy up? pounds in uh, three weeks. Seventy pounds. Yeah. Wow. 
I'll dig up a picture here. And one day your eyes just pop open? Or what happened? Yeah, I woke up on Christmas Day, Christmas Eve. What is Christmas Day? Yeah. What a story, right? Yeah, you just woke up and you're like, what? What's it's happening? like, what? I'm in a TV special. This is crazy. And then you found out how much time had passed and... I didn't even, I couldn't even wrap my head around that shit. You know, initially, like, you know, everybody's... Like Ben Winkle, you slept <laughs> for three weeks. Everybody was freaking, like, the, my room was full of people, which is a really weird experience. Like, a lot of people apparently love me. And um, I woke up and there's like, you made it. And I was like... Who was there? Uh, you know, like, some cousins, native family, actually. They yeah. came out for that. Yeah, they came out for that. Um and uh yeah they're like he made it and then and i'm like yeah fuck of course i did like what was i gonna die and they were like yeah. like that's how indifferent i was this is what actually happened while i was out they cut my stomach open mm-hmm. oh <laughs> wow right wow. solar plex to below belly button pulled out all my guts put it on top of me saran wrapped it because they were cutting shit away because my bowel was killing everything and so they needed this like as it was going they were like okay we got to get rid of this got to get rid of that so half stomach half bowel half colon wow yeah wow so they just kept everything on the outside of your body it was one of those things yeah it was like when i look back on it now i just think like man like i don't know if i would have got clean without that did, was that when you got clean? That was the first time. That was my first four-year stint of being clean. And that was being a wake-up call for you. Like, you were like, okay, Stop what drug dealing. Stop fucking doing that kind of stuff. Okay, I'm going to treatment. Um, you got a real job? I did. What was the real job? I was doing carpentry. Okay. Yeah. Something. I was, yeah, but that came later on. That's a different and story. And was it hard? Was it hard? Uh, well, I guess you already had the withdrawals when you were in a coma, right? Well, I mean, was it hard to, like, not... What was the urge like to go back to it? During to the use first drugs? Yeah. Mm, there was like a moment, you know, like when I first came out of the coma, I was in a lot of pain. They were going to amputate my leg. Mm-hmm. It was, it's got severe nerve damage. And, um, and they were giving me morphine. And then when they, when I'd finally stabilized after a few weeks, they started putting me on liquid morphine and I wasn't getting the, the direct injections which bombed me out morphine is heroin you know that right yeah i've heard that okay so i got bombed out and then and then uh i i stored i saved up my liquid yeah morphine like i would be like yep it's gone you know one of those and um for what for one massive hit i just want to do big smash right yeah and then i couldn't find a fucking needle in, in the hospital. hospital, I was like, so I'm wheeling around in my wheelchair looking for a rig and nothing. And um, and that was that that was like a, a real pivotal moment for me where I was like, man, you just about fucking died. And you're and about to go back to are. it. And there was a couple moments like that in the hospital. That's pretty lucky that you couldn't find the needle then. Right? I mean, you might have been right back to it. Is it luck or is it a miracle? I don't believe in miracles. Are you sure? Yeah, you don't believe in little miracles? Like, what about your life right now? Come on. But what about the little times Are you supposed to be here in Vancouver? Wrong? No, but that's not a miracle. You it's talk just, to just, fucking people and you get paid. That's a fucking miracle. That's just a chance occurrence. Here's, by the way. Hey? I said here, by the way. I get sponsors, so I give everybody 50 bucks to do the podcast. Oh, wow. So This is perfect. You thought. He's giving me a fitty. Well... 
Maybe oh, later? Maybe 220s, yeah, as soon as we're done. Okay, <laughs> sweet. I only have fives I need for change for merchandise That would have been good. Yeah. It would have been good if like, it was on video. It would have been more like... like a ching, ching, 50 yeah. bucks. There here's, you go. Here's a fitty. <laughs> There's nothing like a Don't 50. go fucking relapse on me. Oh, please don't relapse can on the money imagine? I give you for doing a podcast <laughs> about... <Yeah. laughs> I can see that made you uncomfortable. Face rubbing, head fucking scratching. Oh, no. I, I Whenever people quit cigarettes or any sort of drug, too... If they're like, I smoke a lot of pot. Yeah. If they're like, uh, hey, can I have a hit of pot? If I know they're like, like being sober, I'm like, you ain't taking your first hit with me. That's how I feel about fat people. But you don't give them a cheeseburger? Oh, I just like, I feel like I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. You know? Hey, can I have a bite? No, you've had too many it already. It sounds like a fucking toke, eh? Like, hey, can I yeah. can can have a toke? Just like, yeah. I saw once these two fabulous couple come in at like 4 a.m. to this diner we were at. Cause we're all comedians staying up late. They walked in at like 4 a.m. to some shitty. And I was thinking like, someone should go tell them they don't need to be here. They should just go to sleep. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is not necessary. They, they, even if they're hungry, it's just time just to go to sleep. Yeah, just don't. Yeah. Don't let your, let your fat feed you tonight. Yeah. Just, just tell your body. Tell your body or your mind. Yeah. To just chow down on some of that lard. Ew. Oh, is that too much? <laughs> lard. Ew, that's what they are. Well, that's, what I always, that's what I tell myself when I go to the gym. And I'm just like, you know, because I, I do have that odd dream of like having like a, a 1996 Thelma and Louise Brad Pitt body. And yeah. I go to the gym and I'm like, okay, eat the fat, eat the fat, you fat fucking bastard. <laughs> eat and it's not like I'm like super fat or anything, but like... Anyways, what was the heroin like in Vancouver? Like, was there good and bad? Was it was it cut, not cut? Scary thing about heroin is that uh, there's not professionals um, monitoring. There's how no regulation. There's no regulation. So, like, what you're getting, it's like it's a real uh, roll of the dice. So, like Coca Cola, it's always going to be the same exact three fifty five of Coca Cola. Yeah, you know, you know what you're going to get. Yeah, same with when you use government monitor drugs. You know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Cigarettes. Well, fucking Dilata, Oxycontin. People will go like, oh, Yeah, there's man. exact milligrams of that you stuff. You fucking know exactly what you're getting. Every time when you get an Oxycontin, you know what you're going to get. Every time you get a Vicodin, you know what you're going to get. I've yeah. never done Vicodin, but I just, Done it a few times. I know it's an American thing. Like, yeah. everyone's like, yeah, Vicodin, fucking Eminem Vikes. or whatever. I don't know. Eminem? I guess. I, I, I guess one. he was on, Eminem was What's on. What's Eminem? It. Oh, Eminem was on if I could. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a rapper or something I know, like I know that. who he is. I thought Some they were talking about guy. a new drug, like M and M. Yeah. I was like, what drug is that? Um, <laughs> it's yeah, Vicodins and alcohol go really well together. So that's the difference between uh, with heroin and with cocaine. The other thing that you're dealing with is that people don't, it's not like they're putting on gloves. This isn't like a sanitary thing. Mm-hmm. This is sometimes people, um, anybody can get their hands on drugs and break it down into increments that you can sell it in, right? Yeah. So what are you getting? And how do you test for it? You don't. You know, the best you can do is like build a relationship with a street drug dealer and be like, they're pretty consistent. I'm going to stick with them. You're like, I'm going to keep coming back to you until you fuck me. And then or I'm until they get back. fucking busted. Uh, right? You got to find somebody else. Or until they get killed. Uh, or other shit. 
There's lots of bummer stuff that happens. Then anybody ever try to roll you? There's nothing worse than having your drug dealer get killed. Like fuck, what a bummer! <laughs> it's Not so, because he's dead. It's because just you like can't fucking. Find your where's my dog? Oh, oh that my motherfucker! God. I'm gonna go kill the motherfucker that killed him, man. That is one of the most self-absorbed things I've ever heard. There's nothing worse than when your drug dealer. Gets what do you killed. think drug addiction is? <laughs> yeah. It's full self-absorption. Yeah, it's all about you and your feelings. It really is. Like, wow. But then again, life is really all about you. Yeah, it really like, is. It's not anything like my happiness, my sadness, everything is coming from me. Yeah, life, life is happening. And there's some sure things that are going to happen. People are going to die. People are going to eat. You need shelter, all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, everything is really coming from you. Yeah. And it's how, how do you deal with that outside stuff? Still coming from you, right? Yeah. So yeah, drug addiction is self-absorption, but it's on a totally different level, you know, because nothing really matters. Is it just I need to not feel the way I feel anymore? And that would help you do it. And drugs shooting too. up would help you do it. Sure. So, but there's uh, all sorts of stuff that people do. You know that to not feel anymore. Yeah, some people fuck. Some people. Some people you know, fuck. Some people gamble. Some people. Gamble. Some people tack out on computers. You know, I heard a guy, Charles Fleischer, he was a, he's a comic. He's the voice of Roger Rabbit. Fleischer. Remember Roger, Roger Rabbit? Yeah. He was, he was his voice. Um, but he said when he was on stage, it was the only time he didn't feel pain. Just during the time that he was on stage. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess that's what he does to fucking run away. Did you I re- enjoy doing comedy. Yeah. I enjoy doing stand-up. I enjoy it. I don't enjoy the outside part. Getting gigs and shit like that. What do you mean the outside yeah. part? Yeah. And the being like part. criticized by yeah. like uh, other comics or, you know what I mean? Like, that's some, I'm too there's sensitive. Some, there's to something this. pure to uh, to the coffee shop scene yeah. of comedy because it really is just a bunch of guys who are like, I want to tell some jokes right now. And then the next guy's like, well, I want to tell some jokes. And it's not about getting any sort of development deals or specials or anything like that. It's just like, mm. here's my joke I prepared and that's all I want. Mm. There's something really pure to that. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. really like, and I mean, usually the people who do it on like a more beginning level, but like not always. And it's just, I don't know, I just like the purity of it. It's really just like clear. I never understood it. Understood honest, what? Comedy. Like it's such a, like for me, mm-hmm. like not for uh, outside, for me. Yeah. Because I'm not like, I'm not a punchline comic. Like I don't tell jokes. Yeah. There's just something about me that, you know, people found interesting enough to listen to. Yeah. And I wouldn't really try to, like, I'm going to tell a joke, you know. Yeah. I like escalators because they can never break. They can only become stairs. Yeah. You know? Remember that. Like, yeah. that's a fucking gorgeous joke. I don't tell jokes like yeah, that. I, I just talk. Like and, 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 and so that's why comedy was hard for me because I found, so, found things interesting and just like to talk. Mm-hmm. And then I had that cushion of being interesting enough for people to look at. Like, people be like, well, he's not that funny, but I'll pay attention he's for easy to look at. He's yeah. interesting as fuck. Yeah, that's a lot of it. That's a lot of it. You know? So wait, when you got bad heroin. Back to that. Was, yeah, I didn't finish at all. Was it, was it, back to was, the was there, there was any recourse at all? Uh, Would you go back to that guy? I'm like, what the fuck, man? This is all baby powder. Yeah, I've smashed out people for bad drugs. Okay. Like punched them out and stuff. Okay. For sure. When they just try to, f- I've gotten bunked. There's a lot of that that goes on down there. Just like crap. 
Well, meaning that it's not even dope. Oh. So, you know, like you're dope sick. Can you imagine like you're dope sick, like sweating, puking, like shaking and you're like, okay, like I I fucking, I'm so fucking sick. Like it can barely get 10 bucks together. Just fuck. Like, so now you're dealing with your feelings multiplied by 20. That's what dope, dope sickness is like, right? Uh, All your feelings come rushing back. Okay. So think about this, right? This is dope. Here, over here, yeah. numb, numbed out. Well, that pendulum has got to swing somewhere else, uh, right? It's going to go to the other side and it's going to be... So getting clean, that first initial or that the, the first few days, people have a hard time getting through that because you're swinging from absolute numbness to hyper... Absolute feeling. Hyper, hyper feeling. Whoa. Everything, Right. So you and get you numbness, so you got to like feel it. the normal amount of feeling. Now you're feeling twice as much, twenty times as much, like you said. That's why people have a hard time getting clean. Yeah. Only way I ever got clean was by going to jail, going to coma, going to jail. Can you die to, from dope sickness? Uh, I don't think so. More people die from alcohol withdrawal. I, I haven't really heard about it from heroin. Okay. You know, there's pretty manageable ways to get through it i mean i'm sure that you could go into some sort of heavy shock i don't know but um and did you ever do you ever get like really what think about it do you ever get really great ron or whatever you call it great dope? like the china white or anything did that ever get out here my friend told me about that he goes vancouver is flooded with china white and it was always the best stuff like the pure white stuff i had a pretty good connection yeah yeah yeah, that stuff that I bought, it's a really interesting story, actually. I feel okay to talk about it. There was a coffee shop downtown here, mm-hmm. and they fucking pumped out tons and tons. It was like really? an episode of The Wire. They were making it? Did you ever see The Wire? Yeah, I love yeah, The yeah. Wire. Yeah, yeah. The Wire, very it, very well done. It's pretty accurate. Pretty accurate, really? To, to my experience out here, mm-hmm. Baltimore, different story. Yeah, Same you know, structure of everything like that. Huh. You know, they knew what was going on. Everyone knows who who is and like. But that thing they did in the wire, where they had set up that area where drugs were just allowed as long as there was no violence. Remember that? Um, the cops were like, "We're not gonna, we're gonna leave you alone for a while." That's like how Maine and Hastings. But that's is. is right. They just let, they let people alone. How like, the fuck is that thing happening down there with the cop station across the street? Yeah. Yeah. VPD is right across the street. Wow. Right uh, block over is the courthouse. So don't even get me started on it, man. My brain will break right now, right in front of you, and I'll jump off. Like, it's, it's, it's so bonkers. Is it? Here's the question. Okay. Is it the test group? What do you mean? Is it the test group? Oh, like well, scientists. Yeah. Have a control group and a test group. So you think they're pumping out shit? Let these fucking junkies test it. I don't fucking know. I don't even know, man. But you know what? I know. Is that a theory that's around? Who knows? I don't talk to a lot of people other than you, Ari. Okay, this is it. Thanks You're so like much. the first person I've talked to in like 22 months. Oh wow. No. Um, I uh, I just think, hey, you know what? I'm a guy that never graduated from high school. I have a total education of about four years including elementary school and um i think if i could fucking shut this down you know i'm not a smart guy like you know by societal standards okay i'm not intelligent 
I'm somebody you should not pay attention to. So if that's the case, am I crazy to say what I just said to you that this is, doesn't make any sense that they have those things right there, that they have those things there, that there's drug dealers that are down there that have been down there for fucking 20 years. And they just let, let, let I know a guy that fucking runs a hotel downtown, right? He's a friend of mine. Good friend of mine. I really appreciate the guy. He actually is funny. He was like, hey, you know what? Now that you're clean, you think we should start a detox out in Ontario? I got a big property out there. I was like, you're fucked. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so there's a piece to this whole thing is that I, I wonder why certain people are allowed to keep going. It's, they and must how be, they're not stopped. the other way. They're like, we're just going to keep The guy has a fucking cube band that pulls up in front of his hotel daily and it's full of fucking merch. Huh. Like, that's not brain surgery, man. Yeah, but here's... I think this is my feeling is this is what they want to avoid. They want to avoid the junkies just spreading out and coming to nice hotels like this or coming to, like, places where people don't want them. It's, as long as they're contained, they're like, cool, we can just deal I with it I heard a there. really good theory, man, is I, I heard that... Uh, why would you stop something that's creating, like, hundreds of jobs? Oh... Do you know what I mean? Wow, yeah, I do know what you do mean. You know many fucking Commerce police officers. Drives everything. We're talking about fucking we're talking about police officers, judges, lawyers, prosecutors. People work uh, at the, the nurses that work at the corrections officers, uh-huh. nurses, doctors. Um, they're all government too. That's the fucking scary thing. And you know, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, right? Like that's not my trip in in talking about this. But at the end of the day, you got to think Someone's why the benefiting and there's a lot of people benefiting, man. Yeah. You know? And then, and then, uh, and how did it get to a place that it's like this? In a first world country, yeah. right? In one of the most peaceful fucking places in the world, how is this happening? Yeah, Vancouver's pretty laid back. Well, what do you think about the places where, like, like you said, where they, they let you shoot up, right? Right, And the nurses can administer it or. or like safe injection safe, site, right? Safe injection sites, yeah. Well, that's now, like, it's an after fact. That's that's, ha- more that's actually it has to be, yeah, right. Because now that it's like it's totally past a point. Well, but then here's another thing: is like okay, now you have a place where you get to sort of get numbers. What do you mean? Well, you get to have numbers like h- how many people are using drugs daily. Oh, right. What are they using? What's the main drug from those injection points? You can talk to them and find well, out. No, you when you check into the safe injection site or wherever, oh, you, you got to tell them. You got to tell them because the nurses need to know what they're dealing with. Because if you fucking drop, yeah. they got to be like, he's on heroin. We need to get him uh, Narcan. Oh, he fucking dropped. He's on cocaine. We need to get him some sort of opioid. So oh, that's uh, safety for them. They, they, they have to know. But at the same time, you're starting to get real statistics and numbers, right? Yeah. Interesting. I shouldn't be talking like this. I'm, I'm not Why? It's intelligent enough to be talking. No, like but it's this. just like I don't even know the facts. And I, <laughs> you can have other people um, break it down. <laughs> you got yeah. to give a fact. Uh, yeah, but but you know, and so this is with my little pea brain is what I think. Uh, I just have a hard time understanding how this is happening, and then and then what what's going on now? Uh, it seems to be a very strange battle that's going on right right mm-hmm. now between uh, corporate and government, which would be. 
I'm not saying corporate, but there are capitalists, right? Which yeah. would be the businesses. Businesses own the government. And so they're now they're fucking going down there and they're starting all these businesses and they're cleaning it up. It's getting really nice. But what? then now what what about all these guys? They're going like to they're gonna work. clean up. They oh yeah. They can't fucking clean up. Yeah. There's some people that aren't going to sell their CD hotels. Right. You know, but it's going to get to. it's going to get more and more difficult as as the time goes. Now, you know what I've heard recently in one of the main places to go for drugs is called the Bottle Depot. It's a recycling bin. Okay. And it's right at Hastings in Columbia between Columbia and and, and Carroll. And so there's a lot of traffic there because all the binners and all those guys, they come there, uh, cash in their bottle money, come outside, dope right straight out. out front, right? Yeah, yeah. And then also you have another thing going on is where people buy stolen merchandise. A lot of Asians. So Asians go down there with their corner stores and East Indians. They own their corner stores. Get cheaper products. They're getting it less than wholesale. Yeah. Right? So now you can send out And that makes drug them addicts. steal more. Right. So you can say to me, hey, I want um, as much Claritin as you can bring me. Why Claritin? Because there's ephedrine in it. Mm-hmm. And that would help? Make. Heroin? Crystal meth. Crystal meth. Okay. Yeah. So there's like, man, it, it's fucking nuts down there. What's going on? Cause did you do a lot of meth? There's never. Well, I, yeah, I did a little bit. Of, it's. Ugh. Dabbled, really? It's just so like, it's such a <laughs> weird one. It's like. Uh, it doesn't. So great. Yeah, it's, it's not cool. I don't. It doesn't. It's not like Coke rocks here too. Crystal just gives you weirdness like where you're like, I want to play with a fucking nickel for the next 35 minutes straight. And you're like. <laughs> Just you just don't know, you know like how can I turn this into a VCR? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> like it's weird. You're like and that that TV would be coming down right now, Ari, if we were on Crystal, and we'd start taking it apart, really, and taking those lamps apart, and we would invent a new lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Hey, when you were dealing, did you ever get? Did anyone ever try to roll you? Because I could see if I'm fucking needing some, I don't have any money, I don't have the 10 bucks, I'd be like, well, let's just rob that guy. I didn't deal downtown Eastside. Like, I dealt okay. for a little bit down there. Yeah. Um, but no, mm-hmm. I, I dealt to a totally different crowd. I was dealing with, like, uh, Granville Strip, film people, industry people, people with money that were like, I want three half grams for 100 bucks. Oh wow! That kind of stuff. Did you do a lot of celebrities that you recognized? Uh only one. I'm not going to say no, because no, it just—I don't. It, I think it's not cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you recognized people like, oh, hey, yeah. It was like week. No, no, it was like weekly. It was like he was my regular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah well, we have a lot of TV like. shows in town, so like you know. Oh, and Van. That's right. There's a lot of stuff here. There was back when I was dealing. Yeah, because all this American stuff, like X-Files and stuff, was all up here. And so they're like, I'm sure they would need a place to go to score. You can't keep shipping it in from America. Bridge Studios, man. There's lots of TV shows there. That's wow. it. That's all. Um, did you ever get have sex on it? On that sort of stuff? Sex on what? Heroin or smack? Uh, Wait, smack? Smack coke? Smack is heroin. Oh, what's the coke? Yeah. Which, coke is coke? What is shooting up coke? I know coke. I know that's how that is with sex. Could you fuck on heroin? Uh, you could, but you would never come because it's a it's a painkiller. Uh, 
It's a that feel. It's not, not even a painkiller. It's a feeling killer. So, you know, like if you want to fuck someone for like a couple of days and, <laughs> and never go come, it. go for it. Like you will never come. And you can sit there and you would fuck that girl and you'd be like, oh, that. And then you would look at that pussy and you'd be like, oh, that fucking. And then you'd be like, that's not working. What about that other girl that I fucked? Oh, she was so fat and gnarly. And <laughs> <laughs> that's great. You're like, you That's know, fabulous. I remember trying to fuck on it and like, you know, like a, a string of thoughts just trying to like come up with a wicked scenario that I could bust to him. <laughs> I couldn't. You're just and trying I was, to come. and I was, about yeah, coming. yeah. And I was pounding some good ass. Like, uh-huh. I never, str- I never had sex with anybody down from the downtown east side. You didn't? Never, never. No hookers, never, no anything? Never. Did you get offered any? Like, give me some, I'll fuck it. I'll suck your dick. No. You know, oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Girls always are like, "Hey, I'll suck your dick," and I'm like, "No, no! Oh. Why would I do that?" that I Why can see it from their them- point of view. They're like, "It's just a commodity." I'll just how about I suck your dick? Oh yeah, yeah. There's fiends. Right? There are there are crack fiends. And they don't care anymore. Like, they like, so- I remember going into the cobalt one time with these guys after they did an armed robbery. They're like, "Hey." <laughs> fucking huge score like $80,000 like hey come back to the fucking hotel we, we got dope and blah 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 walk in this guy's got fucking porn strewn all over the floor and he's just jerking off uh-huh. and I'm like and I walk in and he's got a crack pipe in his mouth and he's like trying to fucking light and beat off at the scene and he's like ah and he's frustrated and, and he looks and he was, he was fucking stacked and I was just like hey uh, I gotta I gotta go. Probably I gotta like, take out. I think off a year. Like I have Catholic guilt around sex. Sex has been always a really weird thing for me. I never felt good about humping anybody until I was in my mid twenties. Oh wow! Yeah, I always kind of felt bad after. Like oh, now I gotta marry her, and um, <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> not the case. <laughs> it's not the case. Totally. But um, yeah. Hopefully that's in there. Can you imagine if we've been? It was all, no, I see. We've done all this talk. Yeah, oh, it's just further out than this one. Weird. All right. Yeah, well, it still reads. Boom, boom. Say your thing. Say my thing. Yeah, it's reading. It's fine. Okay, um, good. Um, wait, this is what? all I need to start a podcast. Yeah. Maybe I should get in the game. I don't Super know what easy. I would talk about. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. But you think about it, you could probably come up with something. I could talk for hours and hours. Can you tell? Yeah, you see, you're great at it. <laughs> You're really sharing. <laughs> Wait, what happened with that? What happened with that um, diner or that coffee shop downtown that was churning out? They got busted last year. Oh, they did. Yeah, it was bad for fucking everyone downtown. Bad, bad. Oh, because then the supply went. Yeah, it did was prices bad. rise because of that? I don't know. I got busted just in time. I got picked up shoplifting Hagen Doss again. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> when you get picked, when you, when somebody catches you shoplifting, why don't you just run away? They call it. Uh, they get sick of it. Like you know, and at a certain point, when you weigh, you know, when I got busted last year, I was like a hundred and sixty pounds. Wow, how much do you weigh now? Two ten. Wow. From you just know, no eating, not not no time. just just grinding so hard. Like all I want to do is just grinding. Dope. Yeah, that's all I want to do is dope. Not feel. We should call it. I want to not feel. We shouldn't call it doing dope. Dope sounds bad. Yeah. But anyways, um, the particular incident that went down was pretty funny. These guys were fed up of me going into their business. and Still and so, time, yeah. Yeah. Comes around the corner. I used to take these reusable bags and fill it up. 
and uh, and then come around the corner, and um, it, or no, the guy fucking comes around the corner, and I'm stuffed. <laughs> I scream, and it's the manager. It's like nine in the morning at this grocery store, yeah. and he's like, he he just kind of keeps going, and then I'm just like, oh, you couldn't just pull out. Finished, you and I was say- just like, so. I went to just go, and then he's like, hey, what's in the bag? And I'm like, a bunch of ice cream. And he's like, where's the receipt? And I'm like, I don't have one. He's like, that's shoplifting. The law is, until you left the store, it's not shoplifting. Oh, nice. I know the law. So I <laughs> dropped the bag. I, I said, what's in that? And then I turned it upside down, and I emptied 12 things of haagen on the floor. Fuck you. I was mad at him. For not letting you steal his stuff. Yes, I was. I needed dope, man. Like I just woke up. I needed some smack. So, um, and uh, so I went to leave, and he grabbed me. He's like, "You're under arrest." I said, "No, I'm not. I'm gonna leave." And then I was like, "I don't want to fight with him. I'm not fucking under arrest." But I had a condition on my previous sentence that I wasn't allowed to carry drug paraphernalia, and I had a crack pipe on me. Oh. So I was bummed about that. So anyways, I went to the, I, I kind of gave in. I thought maybe this guy will just let me go. Because a lot of times people don't want to deal with this shit. They'll yeah, just let like you go. Fine. But he was real bent on getting me. And so I got to the back and then I was like, I'm out of here. Yeah. And I started to go and he didn't want to let me go. That haagen and all. I don't think it was just that particular road. 30 was, people. You know, it was like enough of this. Uh, there's just so many you know yeah. how many times I'd been in there and fucking stolen hog and dogs mm-hmm. and uh, so he tried to take me down in the produce section and we fucking demolished the produce section and Wrestling. even at 160 pounds you're gonna have a tough time taking me down yeah you you're know? wily that native strength too yeah I got that Indian strength and um, <laughs> real Indian aren't you fucking big Indian right okay so anyways uh, so we get to the f- round of, uh, and he's like help me fucking somebody call 911 and you know there's customers like hey let him go what the fuck are you doing yeah you know because I look like I'm homeless I didn't have teeth at the time <laughs> oh, really <laughs> yeah really those and, are all fakies uh, just the front ones okay nice yeah. so anyways uh, hair when I do them. have a legitimate joke about teeth that's actually a joke joke yeah basically yeah but anyways doesn't matter um so uh yeah we launched off i i was like hey listen we're fucking i'm out of here we got the top of this set of stairs and he's like don't fucking do it and i fucking launched off the stairs this is how committed the guy was and he fucking came with me down we both like harsh talk and roll and um you know, there's two guys, two other guys hanging off me, and then I'm just like dragging them, you know. And, uh, and it, it, you know, this went on for about 15 minutes trying to get out of the store, and, you know, I'm just sweating, and I'm like committed. I need to get the fuck out of there. And then all of a sudden, I look up, and there's a cop. Uh-oh. And as soon as I saw the cop, I was like, he's like, hey, Mahoney. Game over. And I was just like, oh, fuck, I'm just like, you know. And the cops were really frustrated at the time, too, because I didn't actually shoplift. And so they were trying to figure out a way to take me in to appease the business owner. mm -hmm. uh, So they were just sitting there like, fuck, like he didn't fucking do anything. And they're like, what are we going to do? And then they're like, oh, they found the crack pipe and they brought me in on a breach of my condition. The crack pipe, yeah. yeah. Do you think you'll go back to it? 
to drugs oh, or shoplifting not shoplifting not shoplifting shoplifting is 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 a uh, depends on the situation <laughs> um i i don't know you know like i feel like i know a bit more about myself now mm-hmm. like the whole thing about using drugs is like raising your awareness like why again it's not about the drugs it's like why am i doing that and can i get to the root of the problem and dissolve that issue yeah Here's what I figured out about myself on a way smaller scale, but it's the same sort of thing. When I okay. flew, when I would fly early in the morning and I didn't get a lot of sleep, I was cranky. Because mm. that's what you get when you don't, you don't sleep a lot. You get cranky. And mm-hmm. I would take it out on my friends that I was flying with. They'd mm-hmm. say like, oh, you know, you want to go to this? I'm like, no, I don't want to go there right now. I would just be short and tempered. And, yeah. and then I realized like, oh, the crankiness is making me this way, the lack of sleep. So I should just, knowing I have less sleep in me, I should choose my words carefully and not snap on people because I don't want to make them upset. But yeah. I would be doing that because of the crankiness. So once you know like why you're doing the drugs, would it help you not do them? If you're like, I want to numb myself, but this is not going to help me numb it, would that help you not do them, or would it? Well, you know, now it's become more of because I've I've got I've got a lot of information now on myself, right? Mm-hmm. Like I've been in therapy for the better part of thirty years. Oh, no, wow. a better part of 20 some odd years. Well, once everybody found out that I watched my dad die and my mom killed herself a year later and then I got adopted by a white family and all this kind of stuff, they're like, hey, man, he's not crazy. Just some set, set he's like had it. some serious trauma. Yeah. So I had psychologists. And so the reason why I'm articulate and well-spoken isn't because I went to school. It's because I spent a lot of time in therapy with self-examination. And I learned from people that were educated. Yeah, you don't sound like a dropout. No. And so they taught me about me. And that's what life is really about. It's about learning about yourself. That's what, for me anyways, that's been my experience. So anyways, now once, once I had that four years, I stayed clean and I, I had, I had a, a, a sample of what life looked like without drugs. But more than that, I had a, a sample of, uh, self-examination without drugs. So, why why is it that I I practice certain behaviors? Yeah, you know what what does this resentment do for me? Like, what does fear do for me? What is the purpose in how does my serve acting you? out in this particular yeah. way? Does this benefit you or not benefit you? You have to right. examine things like that. So now going to treatment this year you know kind of moving away from the 12 steps into a cognitive model where i'm looking at things like okay there's a behavior that's going on we're talking about safety we're talking about shame guilt um some things like that and i'm like now i become the watcher of myself right yeah so you're talking about on the plane and having that moment where you're like where is this coming from Mm -hmm. you know and then now to take it further, how can I better support the people that are in my life to deal with me? Yeah. Hey, you know what? I'm not good in the morning. I just want to let you know. And it's challenging for me to be a reasonable person. I love yeah. you. But right, just say that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so now you're giving... Because like, what does snapping do for you? Does, it doesn't solve the crankiness. It doesn't get you more sleep. No, it doesn't. I feel like that joke's you, not funny. And it that makes, doesn't help me. It, and it makes you feel horrible. Later. Mm-hmm. Right? And so, like, how do you manage all this stuff? 
you know, like I had this really interesting experience at the at the steam room. I was in the steam room and it was really loud. Yeah. And uh, and I was like trying to meditate, and I was like, "This is just like my brain, but in the physical world." And I was telling myself all this shit. I'm like, stand in the middle of your mind and become the watcher. It doesn't affect you. And then finally I was like, fuck that, man. This is really happening. Somebody's got to say something. But how do I say something without loading it with feelings? What do you mean? Do you know what I mean? Mm -mm. Well, when I, when, here's the, like, when you talk to somebody, you observe the action. Hey, guess what's going on in here? I don't need a feeling to tell you what I'm observing. I don't need to say it with any sort of sharpness. I just need to tell you, hey, I can't help but notice the steam room's gotten very loud. That's an observation. I don't need to say it aggressively or anything. Keep it the fuck down. Yeah, just say it without. That that piece, that moment in my life took me 37 years to get to i've been thinking and wondering my whole life like i would admire people that said stuff and i'd feel it in my heart that they weren't trying to harm me that they were making an observation and i would feel it in my heart when somebody was saying something with hate and with they were saying the same thing but it felt different it was animosity yeah you feel it they're attacking me and, and, and that's how like I was, I've been programmed my whole life to respond. The only way that I can communicate is with loading it up with feelings. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that's the new recovery, right? That's the new, that new place where I'm, I'm like, can I stay clean? Well, if I'm observing myself more closely, yeah. paying less attention to what Ari's doing and more attention to what I'm doing and the way I'm interacting with Ari, I have a better chance. Okay. At staying clean and sober. Okay, I like that. You know, so acknowledging I'm fucking hypersensitive. And how are you going to apply this to a moment, like you said, a trigger moment, like breaking up with somebody or um, the things that would have in the past sent you back down that road? Well, it's more like now, you know, I think it's it's bigger than that. You know, what I learned in, in this round of recovery was that I have to have safety in my life. Yeah. Right? Like, I have to have a, a solid living environment. Okay. I have to have an apartment. If I have that, I have a really good chance at staying clean and sober. Okay. In my life, I'd never lived anywhere for more than a year up until 2007. In my life, I'd never wow. lived anywhere for more anywhere. than a year in one place. Wow. That was rehab this year. That was looking at that stuff and going, that actually matters. Yeah. Because yeah. you know what? If you're always moving, how can you fucking, how can you even focus in school? Yeah. I always wondered why I was like not able to do stuff that other people were doing, but I was dealing with way more than other people were dealing with. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm just trying to fucking live. I'm just trying to find a place to live. Like nobody's right. looking out for me when I was growing up. Just worry about geometry. You know, I'm just like, yeah, yeah. And so, like, of course, I didn't do good in school. It didn't mean that I wasn't intelligent. You know, sure, I have some like. There's obviously some self defeating learned behavior that's causing some learning disabilities. Yeah. You know, how do I get to the root of that again? And that's all this stuff is. Is so, you know, the foundation in leaving reco- and leaving treatment was. Find a place. Don't fucking move. That was it. That's my goal. <laughs> stay. Meditate. 
right? Uh-huh. Like, meditate. Spend time yeah. checking out what's going on inside. You know, how am I feeling about stuff? Yeah. What am I really focusing on and why am I focusing on that? What purpose does that serve for me? So are you going to, hopefully, are you going to be able to apply those thoughts when you're feeling bad, some shit's going on in your life? Because there's always going to be turmoil in people's lives. It's never an even, steady. This year has been fucking nuts. One of the hardest years of my life. I tore my Achilles tendon this year. Mm -hmm. I was in a wheelchair for three months. Great example. I got kicked out of a fucking second stage recovery house when I was doing a stand-up show in Saskatoon. I got lynched and they fucking kicked me out. These are the people that are supposed to be looking out for me. Why do they do that? Uh, Because I wasn't doing my chore. Oh, right. So, and it wasn't, it was a cockamamie bullshit. After that, after getting back from being on tour, and yeah. then uh, the the torn Achilles. Then I ended up out of desperation. I moved in with a girl that I just met that yeah. was not on her medication. True story. She was bipolar. Yeah. I didn't pay attention when she said, "Hey, everybody keeps telling me I need to be on lithium," and I was <laughs> like, "What? <laughs> I don't need that information." But you, you probably did. don't need to be. But you know what? It ended up landing me on the street on my fucking birthday. Because I didn't pay attention. She fucking snapped and put me on the street. This year? This year. And so how do you, when you are having all these things, you're on the street, which is not a good moment for you. You don't want to be there, right? You end up homeless. When you end up fucking homeless on crutches, there's nothing more degrading. When you've put, like, as a man, we have these beliefs around what we should and shouldn't be able to do. And one thing is, is that... I should be able to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. And if a woman is going to put me out on the street, I am even a lesser man. I'm not a man, yeah. Right? I'm living off the avails, essentially. The avails? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what they call it, living off the avails of, you know, another person. Like, uh, it's like prostitution, Mm -hmm. right? It's like being a pimp, in a sense. Um, So when someone offers you, right then, a smack... At that point, oh yeah, yeah. when I when I got no. put out on the street that yeah. night, uh-huh. uh, and it was my birthday, and on oh. Facebook I had something like two thousand likes and happy birthdays. In real life, not one person fucking called me. Yeah, I was having the lowest moment in this year of recovery okay. at that moment because online, it's like, hey, happy birthday, we oh, love you, blah blah blah. Oh, that's amazing. And then in real life. I'm in a fucking wheelchair. Despair. I'm like total despair. End up on the streets, nine o'clock at night. And I'm like, I just got back from doing a show in, uh, in Edmonton at a thousand bucks on me yeah. cash. I'm like, did you think, so you thought about it? Oh, fucking rights. I did. I was like, wow, this is that, this is that particular thing mm-hmm. that's happening. This is, the hurdle. It, this is real time. This isn't a uh, fire drill. Yeah. This is the real thing. What are you going to do? You know? And it's like, okay, I'll make some fucking phone calls. And it got worse. People I called in AA and I said, hey, listen, I need a hand. Can I crash on your couch? I'm fucked. I just got kicked out on the street. And this girl's going to potentially throw all of my stuff, what little I have right now, out on the street. Hey, man, sorry. This was, this is a real thing. I'm on my way to a meeting right now, dude. Sorry, man. Yeah. 
You're on your way to a fucking meeting. I want to go happening. to a meeting. I don't want to. I, I come get me so I can get to a safe place where there's other people like me. So it got darker, yeah. and um, you know, I ended up calling a friend of mine, and she came and picked me up, and she's like, you know, a really super close friend of mine. I crashed on her couch for the weekend. I had some heavy duty feelings, and I was just kind of like, here it is, man. It's it's happening. It's nothing's bad is happening. And I just got to walk through it. And you know what? I came through it on the other side. There were some people, resources in town that I, I reached out and said, hey, I need some help. Yeah. Some people that are paid to help, right? Yeah. Like that's downtown so Eastside. Nice they do their job well. And they did their job well. They put me up in a place. I ended up on Hastings. And that was, uh, so that's, okay, April, May, June, July, August, September, October eight months sober and I'm back down on Maine and Hastings uh, in a fucking SRO. Yeah. But, and, but you were and I able- fucking stayed clean there for a yeah. month while I was waiting. Around all the shit. Uh, coming out every day and people Anybody that I know. Anybody offer you any? Oh yeah, for sure. They just say, hey, you want some? No, they just be like, hey man, you looking or whatever, right? How much is it? 10 bucks? 20 bucks? Anything. To get started, how much would you need? Oh, 10 bucks. 10 bucks. For That's me, it would be like 20 bucks. I would need To get a good, yeah. You know, because I would, I, I, like I, I would weed. go Somebody's for like, the call. Like, I, I hit. Need, no, that's yeah, not going to yeah. do anything. I need the up and the down, right? Okay. So 20 bucks. That's not very much just to get started again. It's not like that's the barrier. Yeah. But so, you were able to. Yeah. And I was able to kind of, like, I was able to, um, I was able to walk through that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and, and I've been in this huge like financial dispute with an insurance company over some like a fucking lot of money and they owe me a lot of money and i've just been like it's happening if it works it works if it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't matter yeah all this stuff doesn't fucking matter i mean it feels like it does yeah but it actually doesn't so i have more information now where it's like and you know yeah it doesn't matter no because actually everything, matter. as long as I continue to stay clean still and sober. Exist. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fine. Everything, as long as you stay clean and sober, what? It's just like, everything's it just, okay. It fucking works out. In yeah. my life, Ari, like, it's man, easy we're to touching it right out. now. Yeah. Like, you know, we, we'll stay in touch or whatever. And then as this thing goes on in my life, it's like, how the fuck... Does this guy get through this stuff? And like, I don't fucking know. It's not even how does he get through this stuff. Is it's how does he get so many wicked opportunities where he shows up at a place and a guy gives him 50 bucks and he actually needs it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm not struggling. But those opportunities. Uh, I'm not struggling by any means. You got an iPhone, yeah. You know? But still, you need money sometimes. That's an iPhone 5, man. Ooh. Yeah, and it holds credit cards on the back that have (laughs) no money. you have a credit card. Pigeon Uh, Park Savings. Um. Yeah, but opportunities arise for people. Some people just refuse to look for them, I think. But they're out there for everybody. Little opportunities to help you get through life. Yeah. You know, that's how most people get through. That's how they survive. Yeah. A hand here or there. There's so many fucking crazy. This guy said to me online, I just tweeted about um, getting this first photo gig. Yeah. Right? I just got my first paid. This is what I tweeted. I got 3,000 some odd followers on Twitter. I'm like, I just got my first paid photography gig with my iPhone 5 or any camera for that matter. (laughs) And this guy tweeted me. He was kind of bitter. He was like, I don't know how the fuck you do it. 
I'm like, me neither, but you know what? I bet and He's you. angry about his lack of opportunity instead of like, you have plenty of opportunities too. But it's, it's not even that. It's just that I'm, mo- I'm more likely to say yes. Chris James called me yesterday and said, hey, do you want to talk to this guy, so-and-so? And I didn't know who you were yesterday. Yeah. And, uh, and he was like, do you want to talk to this guy? Fuck, what else do I got going on? Why not? Why not? That's you know a great I mean? way to look at it. And like, that's how to live life. Yeah. Man, I like that. Yeah, we had a nice conversation, right? Yeah. This wasn't bad at all, was it? No, it was good. I knew yeah. it was going to be good, though. I didn't feel, I didn't have any sort of apprehension That's good. around this whole thing. Yeah. These always work better when people are open and, and honest about stuff. Well, what a cool conversation to have. Yeah, thanks, Donovan. I appreciate it. You know what I mean? Like, this is, it's it's an interesting other side, you know, and I think that's what I have to offer in talking about this drug addiction stuff Mm -hmm. is that it's not what people think it is, you know, at a glance. Movies have a different version than reality a lot of times. Like, oh, yeah, these, you know, even guys that are doing crime, like, oh, those guys are bad guys. No, are they bad guys? Why are they doing it? That's the real question you got to ask yourself. What has gotten a place, a person to a place where they've stopped doing, taking other opportunities, and they and they're starting to do that stuff? And just do that, yeah. It's very rare that people like get into bad situations unless they've coming from a bad background. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's the truth of it all. Is that you know people that are are really struggling Something's in life. Happened. Something bad's happened. It's weird that when really rich kids get, get into heavy drugs. We could totally talk about that and I could fucking break that down to you because I found out about that this year and it, it was wild. Oh, okay, let's get back. I got to pee. I got to pee. Go I for pause. it. So I figured that was chocolate. I All just, right, we took our I bathroom just, break. I just need something to eat, really. Oh, okay. Yeah, the nuts are pretty good. Um, Pocky is not substantial food, though. No, not really. I exist on. What am I doing with it? No, what are they doing with it? It's just wafer and and chocolate. Can you imagine if this is what you ended up with at the end of life? Like, this is it. You just got some pocky? No. I'd be like, what? I did all that for this? That's ridiculous. Yeah. So let's talk Um, about those rich kids. Oh, here's my. Sweet. Yeah. Giving me some money. Tax free. Holy shit. Yeah. We've been talking a long time. Yeah, it's a long one. It's not bad, though. It's it's good. So, wait, tell me your theory about those rich kids. Hold on. Yeah. (laughs) Take your time. People hate this. People hate when I chew into the mic. I don't Mm. care. I'm like chewing. That's how you get food done. It's tough with braces. Yeah. All right, let's pause again. (laughs) Eat some pocky. Okay. Uh, why do rich kids do drugs? Yeah. That's the big it, fucking question. Yeah, if it comes from a place of like a bad, you know, bad environment or something like that. Wonderful experience with it this year. I was loaded. Uh, I've been loaded on and off for the past two years, as I told you. So two months last year, February and March. Yeah. The year before, I went out April, May, June, July, August. Five months on the street. I ran into this kid. I'll leave him anonymous. Wait, you said I've been loaded for... What do you mean loaded? Loaded meaning like I was on drugs on the street. Sorry, I should clarify that. That's a recovery term, loaded. Okay. So 
It doesn't mean fucking rich. Okay. It's funny because it's the furthest thing from it. <laughs> yeah, it's the opposite of that. Man, that guy is loaded. Way to take back the word, the yeah. drug addicts. Like, yeah, let him fucking turn it into something else. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, this kid downtown, he's like, he's telling me, and he's super geeked out, like, looks like a fucking hobo from hell. Yeah. And he'd be like, yeah, my dad owns a law firm. And we have a place in Whistler, and I went to university at Oxford, and all this crazy shit. And I'm like, you're full of shit, man. But I liked him. Yeah. I thought he was a genuinely good kid. I felt really bad for him because of the way he used dope. I ended up getting clean. The kid gets inspired. He goes, I'd see him around because I was going down in the neighborhood. I did a fundraiser, a comedy fundraiser last year for a safe injection site yeah. for Insight at the Rio Theater. And um, so anyways, he, he, he's, you know, seeing me come and going, hey, you're a real inspiration. I think I want to fucking do that. I get loaded. I bump into him and he's just like, what happened? I'm like, I don't know, man. I just can't do this. Let's, you, let's do it together this time. Yeah. yeah. We get clean. We end up at on-site detox together via two different ways. He actually checked in. I came from jail. And um and it was a really neat experience for me cuz he turned out to be a really rich kid and his mom and dad were still together and they loved him and he had a brother and he was fucking crazy intelligent. Like bonkers the kid could do like crossword new york times crosswords in like five minutes you know timed he could remember stuff like so, so and his mom think? started coming yeah and uh and she would bring him whatever he wanted fucking new shoes and and bringing him smokes and just like everything i'm like wow and she'd come downtown into lexus take us out for lunch i'm like this is sweet flew us on a seaplane to fucking Nanaimo one day so that we could have lunch with their family. Yeah. I was like, this is nuts. Why does this kid fucking use? The big question, right? Why does he use suicidally? I get to treatment. I run into this counselor that I don't have a lot of respect for a lot of counselors. Like, I feel like I'm more intelligent than they are. Yeah. Some people are bad at their jobs. Yeah, that's right. Just because you have an education doesn't mean you're good at what you Mm -hmm. do. They're bad doctors, but they went through medical school. That's a bullshit story, man, is that Uh you can do anything you want. That's the bullshit lie that society tells you. (laughs) You know what? You want to be a nurse? You can be. Fuck no, you can't. (laughs) You want to sell stuff? This is another good one. You want to sell stuff? Go get a sales and marketing degree. What a load of shit. Just because you know it doesn't mean you know how to sell stuff yeah some things are innate so in any event um i run to this counselor unreal unreal he can break you down in minutes like not break you down in a bad way but know you and understand what you're all about so i pull i pull him aside one day and i said hey man i don't get it why is this like this Mm -hmm. why is he like that and he's like he was really weird he leaned in and he squinted one eye and he's like because his parents desensitized him by giving him no boundaries. And it was like, I don't understand what that means. 
he's like, well, listen, most people yeah. have to work for stuff. But if you're a baby and every time you are asked for something and you're given it and you're given it, you'll just keep wanting. Just you keep, just like, keep getting that. stuff and then you lose the feeling of life. Like a king. You stop feeling anything. Then your peers ostracize you because you're not normal. Because actually, you're not normal. You have no boundaries. You have this undying sense of entitlement, right? So I'm like, whoa, really? He's like, yeah. He goes, he doesn't, you know, at a certain point, Nothing means anything to him anymore because he's gotten everything. His family has everything. He never knew what it was like to be reprimanded for anything. There's never been a real consequence in his life. Guess what? You're going to get grounded today. And then his parents would take the grounding away. They'd be like, you're grounded. He would cry. No, you're not. So I think nothing bad is going to happen. So there was never any real true rules. Mm-hmm. And that's really the essence of a lot of a lot of people like that with good families. What we look at as yeah. good families is that they weren't given proper boundaries. I come from a pretty good family. Yeah. And if I saw if I walked down Hastings and someone's like, Hey, you want some want some of this? Want a rock? Uh, I'd be like, Oh no, I can see the consequences and I'd be like, I can't I mean it'd probably feel really good, but I just can't do it. Yeah. Because I can see consequences in things. And you've had to work for stuff. Yeah. And you've never like, see this kid, but my the parents punished me and they made him stick. Fucking right. Yeah. And that's what, that's what most people, that isn't just, so that's not mm. just in human nature. So that's the rich kids. So the that's parents across, don't pay enough attention. That's across the animal kingdom. When a fucking cub is with its mom, bear mom. Yeah. And it does something wrong. The mom bear fucking gives it a whack. So it's like, keep it away from there. Yeah. Like you don't fucking do that. And the bear's like, hey, I'm not going to do that again. That didn't feel right. good. Right? Humans, when we raise our children, we need to give our children boundaries. And when we don't and we give it everything that it wants, it learns nothing and actually it damages their psychology. Hmm. It damages their whole sensory everything about them because they're just like, I, I don't know what it feels like to feel And so like. then these kids want to numb what? Well, because then all of a sudden you start feeling like, well, I need something to not feel this way because nothing... It's giving because, you a jolt at all. So here's the bummer part is that our everything that society encourages that it, everything comes from outside. The happiness comes from outside of me. New shoes, new car, new house, girlfriend, uh, go somewhere. That's everything. So you're fucking doing that. You're the rich kid. Now you're doing all of that stuff. And it doesn't feel good. What a bummer. Because society says this will make you, this is what's going to make you happy, but it doesn't make you happy because you've never had any consequences. You've had everything you've wanted. And then now it's like, well, what? Fuck it. I'm fucked because I feel fucked. (laughs) Well, guess what? You're fucked. And now how do you relearn that? Because now you have to go back. Oh, yeah. You didn't get any of the, the ground work at all no you. so you have to go back and you have to like rebuild that so like building a whole like an entire house without a ground floor but now there's roles that mom dad the brother all play in this relationship and they they don't stop fucking doing it so guess what the kid doesn't change yeah. the mom still brings the cigarettes 
So here's oh, the end of the story, man. He keeps getting pushed more, yeah. Him and I did the same work. We were offered the same opportunity. Week seven, four months clean and sober, after family weekend, after his huge family came and showed up at treatment for him, Friday night, he fucking leaves and goes and gets loaded. Wow. That's it. Man. So, like, it, it, it's fucking super intense. Like, and, and it is very dynamic. Like, addiction is so deep and intense in it. And, and it has, like, a lot of different forms. But it's basically dealing with the same kind of thing. I don't want to feel anymore. I can't, I can't cope with myself. And this helps. This will make it go away. This helps me to not cope, you know. And then it takes a different kind of person with a lot of like in my life. Like so many Mm -hmm. people love me and have lifted me up to a place where they're like, Donovan, we believe in you. You fucking can do anything you want. And I'm like, are you sure? And they're like, there's evidence, man. There's visual evidence. And I'm like, okay, you're right. There is. And so I stopped listening to this and I started listening to what other people were saying and saying like... Maybe you do have some worth. It's uncomfortable when somebody says, hey, Donovan, you're, you're a beautiful person. That doesn't feel good for me. That's what you're talking about. Because the of the whole belief system doesn't support that. The whole belief system here says, I don't deserve anything. I deserve less than nothing. I deserve to be down on Hastings, but then when I'm there, it feels so wrong. It's like, I'm so different than these people. What am I doing here? But I don't fit there, but I don't fit here. What do I do? Okay, fuck it. This here, being loaded, is just that much more painful for me than being clean and sober. Being clean and sober is like very, it's very painful. But it's like, it's a less painful experience. So I'm like, hey, you know what? And actually this out here is so much more interesting than those four blocks that I was on. (sighs) You know, it's so like what I've done in this past year and what I've walked through and what I know about myself is like, wow. You know, like it's, it's fucking touching, man. Like it's a weird thing to kind of, to kind of become more aware of who I am and be like, hey, you know what? I'm a bit emotionally crippled and that's okay. I need to protect myself from some people that are potentially damaging. It doesn't make them bad people. It just means that I can't deal with that. Yeah. And so now I don't look at the world so aggressively although you know of course i come up on that yeah i'm starting to get that now a little myself there's no like there i don't think anymore that there's a wrong or a right i just feel like oh that guy's bad that guy's good it's just like for where i am in my life right now and for the things i enjoy the things i respond good towards well towards that person doesn't you know that's not going to do it for me Mm -hmm. that person's going to have this effect on me and put me in a place that i don't want to be so it's not like they're bad they're just not a good match for what i'm doing right now you know, right. that way you don't look at anybody aggressively at all. You're just like, either, you know, they make me happy. Or they don't make me happy. Yeah. You know, and again, they way. don't like the do anything. Mm-hmm. They're actually, they're not doing anything, but yeah. being them. Yeah. It's sort of like, what do I do with that information is like, wow, I was in a faux place last night with my girlfriend, two guys, one girl, 
and they're aggressively sexually attacking her verbally. Really? Yeah. It was really super intense. I knew what was going on. Let's all drink. And then they're both going to go home and fucking bang that girl. She's going to wake up and go fuck. Yeah. But she's in this situation for what reason? There's something more going on that she's, she's there. Yeah. And it's not because she's fucking stupid. It's because that's giving her some self-worth. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to stop that situation. Nothing I'm going to do is going to make that any just, better. It's just that is. That is their thing. Yeah. But it's hurting my ears. Have to. So I don't need to take it on. It's just, yeah. wow, that exists in the world. Of course it does. People yeah, are getting fucking killed right now. Yeah. People are raping just died. and fucking and doing all sorts of weird shit. Uh, somebody is probably sticking their fingers in a cat and wondering like, hey, there's no one around so I can stick my finger in this cat's butt. I just want to see what it'll, ha- what it'll yeah. do. That happened two seconds ago. Yeah. <laughs> so there's all sorts of weird shit, but it doesn't matter. What matters is what's, how I am experiencing the world and being happy. Yeah. You know? And that's like, yeah. a, that's a different trip. Like, because you're just worried about yourself. So it's like that they, they have their own path. Fine. I'm just got to worry about myself. Right. Yeah. But that doesn't yeah, mean... You're not going to stop anyone from being the way they are. And maybe they'll be like, what, what I'm doing is fine. Yeah. But it's like, it's just, you don't like it. That's and you're all. not going to be able to change someone. So it's up to them. If yeah. they have bad behavior, uh, some self-defeating learned behavior that they've practiced for 20 years, yeah. are my words going to fucking change them? No. Almost definitely not. Yeah. My, the only way that I particularly changed was when I asked for help. People mm. told me all the time, hey, Donovan, you're a great person. Hey, Donovan, you can do all this sort of stuff. Blah, 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 blah. But it wasn't until I turned around and I said, hey, I need a hand. Can you help me? Everybody needs help. Yeah. But it's not until that point, until yeah. I turn it around and I say, yes, I want help. That's when then things change because nothing I can say is righteous or awesome enough to like change anybody's opinion. You know? Like... Unless they're susceptible to it. And how am I to know if they're... But only right, if right, they right. maybe say, hey... You can't really know what effect you're going to have on somebody. They either reject it or take it in a little bit. Maybe they'll respond to something you do 10 years later. They'll always keep that in mind. You know? Yeah. And then, you know, I do that with things all the time. I'm sure you do too. Yeah. You're like, I just saw some guy once and he crossed the street and I saw him help a lady up. You know, he's, he stopped thinking about that years ago, but you still have in your brain. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying, but thanks for doing this, man. Yeah, man, it's, been, it's been good. I Here's hope you've got bucks. Thank I, my listeners. Sweet. Here, hold on a sec. Yeah. Like 50 bucks, two twins, two tens, two fives. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's Canadian. That's what Canadian money sounds like crumpled up. It's worth more than your money, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's mine, too, that toonie and that two quarters uh, yeah, and it is. nickel. And um, so you're gonna probably going to get some tweets out of this. People are going to like say hi to you and stuff. Donovan, P-E-E. Yeah, and they can catch uh, my blog, okay, which is uh, called kickingdown.com. Okay. Kicking down is a recovery term for uh, detoxing from heroin. That's why I called it kicking down. And, uh, oh, so, because down is heroin. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so you're kicking down, down. Kicking down. Oh, nice. And uh, so when I was getting clean, you know, I knew that the only way that a, a big part of this staying clean is to really fucking stay focused on staying clean. Yeah. You know, like this isn't like a thing that stops 
my whole life is recovery. This conversation is recovery. Fucking brushing my teeth yeah. or forgetting to brush my teeth is recovery. Forgetting my keys. Like, why am I doing that? It's a constant questioning stuff, right? But anyways, kicking down, I I knew that I was going to do it. So I finally launched the blog. The written, I've only done two blog posts. It streams most of my photos uh, from Instagram. Um, But the video, uh, the processing of my life, I'm going to do it through YouTube. Oh, okay. So I'm going to start at the beginning, uh, kickingdown.com. Okay. And so the video will, I'm going to start at the beginning and just unpack it really slowly with a, with a, Oh, you're going to put videos on kickingdown.com. Yeah. And they'll be from YouTube. Okay. I got it. And they'll also, yeah. So it'll be more searchable, right? Like that's the whole idea. But, um, yeah, uh, a buddy of mine who's a master, he's got his master's in counseling is going to help me to unpack all this stuff and to like really get to the root of all this stuff but to do it in such a way that people can kind of experience it or relate and do something or not yeah or maybe it'll just be interesting enough that you know could be that too I have no expectations like it's just more for for my own purpose but yeah that's, I, think down that's down I think that's any kind of art it's just like you do it for yourself and it's like people respond if they want to respond yeah you know but you do it for what you want to do that's great. Crickendown.com. Donovan P-E-E at Twitter. Thanks, man. It was nice to meet you. Yeah, man. Dude, I appreciate you too, it. it cool talk. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to come watch your show. i got to get the fuck out of here. All i right. got a dog to walk. All right. Thanks, man. Down in a hole. Feeling so small. Boom, shakalaka. That's the episode. That is the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, man, it, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting stuff. It really is a life you, we haven't gotten into, but you really easily could. I want to try heroin so fucking bad. I want to know what it's like. I want to know firsthand what it's like. That's not weird, right? Obviously, I don't want to get addicted to it, and I'm scared of that. Or of overdosing or of anything else. But I want to know what that feeling is like. Talk about running off a fucking building. <sighs> what was that for a crack? I want to know, man. I want to know that feeling. There's this drug called crocodile that some cop in Austin was telling me about once. That uh, it eats your skin. It eats your skin up, like to the point where you can see bone. It'll break your skin down over time, but over like two years, or slowly until you can eventually get exposed bone. And you keep living. Crocodile. And I asked that cop, I was like, what does it feel like, man, for you to keep going back to that? He said, well, it's highly addictive and it feels wonderful. He didn't know, but man, it must. It must. Heroin must feel so good to mainline heroin. It must feel, uh, I mean, don't, it's just too much of a risk. It's too much of a risk. It's like diving off the, the fucking Niagara Falls. You could make it, but chances are you won't. It's not like that at all. Terrible example. Uh, well, thank you, Donovan, for, um, 
for talking to me and being really honest. I really like that and getting all passionate and worked up while you do it. Um, I gave Donovan 50 bucks and he fucking hit the roof, you guys. He was super stoked. So thank you for everyone who supports uh, the podcast's um, um, sponsors like uh, Squarespace on this one. Don't forget squarespace.com slash Ari if you want to build a website and you want 24-7 support with cloud hosting. Sign up for a year. They'll get you a free domain name. Go to squarespace.com slash Ari and uh, choose the offer code skeptic when you check out and you get a 10% discount. Um, stop procrastinating. You got a site you want to build, even if it's just a fun site. Go ahead. Fucking build it. Um, so squarespace.com slash Ari. By the way, I recorded the, um, the Sirius we're doing on Sirius XM. We're doing my storyteller shows that we recorded. We're releasing those as like individual um individual stories um for comedy central's new serious channel that's launching very soon um and i had like a discussion with each person on the on the whatever and julia lillis who did if you were guys were there she did a great story um you can go to juliallillis.com her hers is available in um scrapbook form on juliallillis.com <laughs> not the whole story yet but um yeah, those are fun, those serious things. You guys will enjoy them. We had like extra, extra discussion on the stories. And the stories are going to start coming out on Comedy Central Digital uh, at the end of May. So I don't know exactly what date, but I'll keep you updated. Um, but yeah, thanks, Donovan. Guys, hit him up on, on Twitter or on whatever he said. Uh, let him know what you thought. Um, try to keep the bad to yourself, because who gives a shit? Anyone... Eh, whatever I'm, I'm dealing with it for no reason because i don't think anyone all you guys all you guys listening to this podcast are cool thank you for continuing to come out to my comedy shows by the way please check out ariethegreat.com for all my dates um i've got calgary back on the schedule we're working out st louis and boston a big show in boston you guys are gonna be stoked for with a few different comics um i forget what else i forget what else but man wasn't down in the hole a good song I went to see them. You could not tell the difference between this guy's, the new guy at Allison Chain's voice and, and Lane Staley's voice. You could not tell the difference. He sounds exactly like him. It's weird when you have a black guy on stage, like a healthy, fit black guy who, like my friend says, probably eats vegetables, like a lot of vegetables and works out. Not like this fucking heroin junkie, Lane Staley, that eventually died from it. Um, my other sponsor, TiVo, uh, is an all things comedy sponsor. If you go to TiVo.com slash ATC, they'll give you 25 bucks off a new uh, device. You guys should check it out. It's a way to support this podcast. And I talked to Al Magical, and ratings for all things comedy have steadily improved each week, each month, excuse me. So um, continue to check out all the all things comedy shows. Go to allthingscomedy.com to check on what all the shows are and, uh, and check out a new one here or there. Um, if you're looking for a new podcast, might I suggest, let's, let's take one from All Things Comedy. Um, go to Tom Segura and Christina Pazitsky's. They have a good one. Your Mom's House. Or The Bone Zone by Brendan Walsh. Do that. I keep meaning to go on there. Do either one. Um, that's it, you guys. That's the episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any more topics coming up. By the way, I, maybe I misspoke. When I'm in Chicago, that's where I need a drug dealer for a live podcast. I don't know the date yet or the venue yet still. They'll tell me. It'll be on the Just for Laughs thing. But I need a, a drug, like a legit drug dealer in Chicago that can do a live podcast. We won't use her name. 
You can wear a mask if you want, but that'd be pointless. Just be there. Um, and we'll talk. No cops will be there. Um, and if they will, they're not going to build a case on you based on what you say there. Um, yeah, I need a drug dealer or a fucking low-level prostitute. If you guys know of one, please help me get in touch with one for Chicago. I want some, like a legit weirdo um, thing that I can mix with a comic or two and have a fun live podcast. So that's it, you guys. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Made my whole trip to Vancouver worth it. There were other things that were worth it too, but um, this really was. They have an interesting, I really, really like what, what Vancouver does in relation to uh, how they treat their drug abusers. Because in America, we have this theory where we have a stick your head in the sand theory, a way of uh, dealing with it, where it's like, hey, we said it's illegal, so it doesn't exist anymore. And then we don't really get help for the people who are fucking suffering from this addictions. That, that safe shoot-up place, what a great idea that is. I don't, I mean, I haven't seen the fucking research, but it doesn't seem like that would encourage someone to shoot up. It just says if you are going to shoot up, well, do it here where we can fucking protect you. And so people do, and they get safe. They, they overdose. The nurse knows exactly what they're overdosing on, and they fucking they get the help they need. They live. They live. And you get a guy like Donovan who can become a part of society whose life can be saved from the streets if you give him enough chances, if you give him another chance. And so far, as far as I know, he's still clean. I texted back and forth with him today. Um, and hopefully he stays that way because man, he's already got the experience. He knows what it's like, <laughs> but he sees the, it's in the end, it's not worth it kind of situation. Um, all right, you guys, that's it. Episode, uh, one pretty much over and out heroin down in a hole. Um, Howlin' Wolf, let's get some serious blues to take us out. I like the I like the uh, the music for this episode. Oh, also by the way, in each of these episodes on my website, I have cover art that uh, fans have graciously provided for me. Uh, I don't sell the art anywhere, so there's no money made from it. But every Saturday or Sunday, I pop up on Twitter and say, "Hey, I need a, a cover, a Photoshop, or a original art, um, some quick." Um, Here's the topic, and here are the people that are doing it. And if you think of anything, you know, send it to me, and I'll use one. And I put credit for the person on uh, on the website, right at the bottom of the picture. Um, so that's a fun thing to do. And if you guys want to keep doing it, I would keep appreciating the help. It doesn't matter. I mean, I could just not use a picture. It doesn't really matter. I don't need it. But um, they're cool. So thank you for your help, fans. I, I, I do appreciate it. Um, new t-shirts are coming soon. The website will be open probably this week or next. And then uh, I'll have some new t-shirts and some stickers. Also from designs from from gracious uh, fans and cool art people that I've come in contact with. All right, you guys. That's it. Ari Shafir's Epskeptic Tank, episode 115. Over and out. Howlin' Wolf, take us away. Another man